week, a week or whatever. I like. couldn't do it. That was four four days, wasn't it? That cruise. Yeah, now we do Royal bad. Caribbean and watch it like on stream. <laughs> <laughs> different boat, different part of the world. Ooh, that's quite a good idea. Yeah. Love my cruise I was on. But anyway, I've never done a cruise. You ever done a cruise? Never done a cruise. How could you not a middle class cunt? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the open of the podcast. <laughs> Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. It's a new year, boys. Yay. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by Tax Williams. Award-nominated <laughs> podcast, award-nominated Tax Williams. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hello, everybody. And today we are joined by our special guest... The non-award-nominated Mark Blake. Hey. How are you going to introduce yourself? There you go. The smart Mark Blake's here to join us today. Even Fourth appearance on the show. Yeah. Was oh, it really? I'm trying to think. You did a pod with us in New Japan. You did the traveling one. Yeah. You did, did the Super, Super Quiz, Quiz Cup. Cup. Oh, and this one. So yeah, oh, it's your fourth appearance. Happy days. Thank you, gents. And because it's your fourth appearance, you get a gift. Oh, exciting. I get a gift. From my den of wrestling cluster. This is becoming a theme on the pod. We're doing more and more gifts. <laughs> nothing, to do, so generous? nothing to do with the fact I'm just trying to downsize a lot of the cluster <laughs> I've got in my house. So, Mark Blake, I have a gift for you. On DVD. Oh, Hello. If you'd like what to let the it? listeners know what you have. Oh, I have a DVD of uh, the Riptide Rumble from Riptide Wrestling. Oh, awesome. That is amazing. Thank you, sir. Now, Rich, because obviously, like most parents, really cool. if they give their child a birthday gift, they sometimes give their other child something a bit smaller, just so they don't feel left out. What we used to refer to as unbirthday gifts. Unbirthday <laughs> gifts. Well, obviously, before Christmas, I got you a little Funko Pop of Kenny Omega. You did, yeah. I thought I'd go for something similar, but definitely not as good. Okay. What is Here it? is a gift for you. What is this? Oh, no. <laughs> My favourite wrestler in the whole entire world. <laughs> it's Flash Morgan Webster. Yes. What is this? I believe when you open it, you will find it's a mini Flash Morgan Webster action figure. <laughs> Heavy crate champions. I've never heard of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got to admit, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty funky looking. It looks a bit like a minion. <laughs> it does, but yeah. I'd rather watch Minions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked, man. I love the meme gift. That's the best ever. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you, sir. Oh, that's awesome. Well, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. I got you a big green elephant thing, but it's more for your kid than you. I don't think she's going to be seeing the big green elephant. <laughs> Similar to people stealing gifts from their children a la Super Quiz Cup. This elephant oh, is staying with me. that didn't take long. Yeah, <laughs> shh, quiet. <laughs> mate, I've listened to Super Quiz Cup back. I think it came out so well. And uh, part of the uh, game we're going to be playing at the end of today's episode is to do with how that whole thing finished and how your rivals on separate teams. But <laughs> today's podcast is going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 13. Happening at the Tokyo Dome. Um, the commentators put over there was 40,000 people there, but it was actually 38,162 according to Cage Match. Yep, that's the number I found. So... Still a lot. It's not bad for inflation. It's better than WWE standards, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to refer to it as 40k from now on. But we've made the point that it's actually 38 because you know someone, some cunt out there is going to pick on it. Yeah, and um, the fact on being the elite, they were saying beforehand that it was the pre-sales done like 35,000 on pre-sales. <laughs> That's phenomenal, even more than they did for 12, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely more. Yeah. This is the longest, they've done, the most they've done in 20 years, I think it was. Yeah. They said. Yeah. Yikes. 
It's crazy. So this was on the 4th of January 2019. We are recording this podcast today on the 9th of January, so five days after the event. So we jump straight into a cold open, uh, we pan across the Tokyo Dome audience, and the first match is announced. We're in the pre-show at this point, so there's no opening package, there's no pyro, there's nothing at all. We're literally just straight into the gauntlet match to become the number one contenders for the never open weight six-man tag team championships. God damn, that's a mouthful. <laughs> It's amazing that the other boys were busy. I mean, I had had other matches, but it's a case of, yeah, just leave them be. What do you mean? Well, you know, they're like, oh, we could bother. You know, we might worry about this. We'll just put this title match on New Year's Dash. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you're getting at. Oh, the six man yeah. for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I say tomorrow as in the day after yeah. the thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I was. I thought it was weird that they didn't have uh, the Rumble this year. I missed the Rumble. Yeah. I didn't hate this Gauntlet match, but... It, it was all right. But it was it wasn't the rumble, which is what I'm used to now. Yeah, and, and it was long. It was what thirty minutes, wasn't it? For a pr- I know, obviously you're going to do a pre-show, but for a pre-show match, it's like if you're going to have four hours of wrestling and bang on another half-hour match to start with, yeah. where people aren't overly into it. Well, this is meant to just be not even really part of the show, like not like WWE's pre-shows are, where they are kind of part of the show still. This is meant to be completely just like, wait, well, watch it if you want, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, we obviously all did, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's quickly, what we'll do is we'll, this podcast in general today, we'll run through the card fairly quick, a bit faster than we usually do, right? And then we can just talk about pro wrestling in general because so much fucking shit has happened <laughs> in the past, like, week. God damn you, Mandy Rose. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best thing to talk about. Uh, Right. So first out, we've got the not but kind of bullet elite club (laughs) combination of Hangman Page, Marty Skrull and Hujiro Takahashi with accompanied by Peter. Is her name? Jesus Christ. She needs a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all, mate? Pretty cool hearing Marty Skrull's entrance played at the Tokyo Dome was the first thing I immediately thought. Very nice. Very. That's the thing, though. Now when you hear his entrance music, you're like, I know who that is straight away. Marking out at quarter past seven in the morning was pretty damn good, I think. Do you watch this live? I did watch it live, yeah. Cool. Did you? No, I was at work. I'd say I couldn't watch it live because I had family commitments and stuff. I watched it the afternoon Mm. of. So I watched it about six or seven hours after it was first broadcast. So props for getting up and watching it, man. It was my day. (laughs) Props for getting up at seven in the morning. (laughs) Props for waking up. Look who you're talking to. (laughs) I'm like midday, maybe. (laughs) I I actually did book the day off work. Oh, nice. So, I'm not missing it. I booked that off. I booked Rumble off as well. Day after Rumble, sorry. I had the intention of watching it live. just didn't work out that <laughs> way, unfortunately. It kind of sucks, but it's what it is. So, um, yeah, the commentators tonight are Kevin Kelly, Don Callis, uh, accompanied by Chris Charlton, who's doing the translation and the kind of um, New Japan facts. Uh, what do we think of the guys? Just generally the job they did. Uh, Kevin Kelly's just amazing. Don Callis is amazing. And putting Mr. Charlton in as a... But was a historian or something like that? Yep. Translator historian. He yeah. didn't cut in a lot, but when he did come in, it made sense what he was saying. I thought it was great. It's my buddy on Twitter. Is he? <laughs> yeah. ah. <laughs> We're good friends. <laughs> Closer company. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think Chris did a really good job yeah. on it. I think, as you said, he was, when he said something, he actually had purpose. There was no filler. Yeah, it, it's a classic setup of you've got a guy who's very, very good at doing play by play, and Kevin Kelly, who knows the stories, who's been there through the last couple of years guy like Don Callis, who's very good at being the color guy, exploding and like all these kind of silly facts and stuff he's got. But then Chris Charlton is astonishingly intelligent, I find, and his like memory legitimizes it, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got this astonishing kind of encyclopedic kind of brain for New Japan. 
Uh, I love the dude. And hello if you listen to this, because he might. You never know. Anyway, so uh, second team out, David Finley, Jeff Cobb, and Yuji Nagata, who's replacing the injured Michael Elgin in their trio tonight. Basically, uh, I've only got a few of the spots written down. Uh, Paige's shooting star press from the hardest part of the ring. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's like he nutted him as he <laughs> played in there, wasn't it? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Does he need to do this spot? Uh, no, but it's Wrestle Kingdom. It's their main. Yeah, he's going to push the boat out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All hail the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> but again, again, get your stuff in because you're not going to be, as we later found out, you're not going to be with New Japan much longer. Get your stuff in. Well, yeah. That's going to be a theme of this pod. If like all the other stuff that surrounds this event and what happened afterwards and stuff, but... We'll get, get to, to that. <laughs> so David Finley is on the attack for the most of the match. Chase Owens interferes from the outside. Finley takes a swing at Chase, but misses, and Chase holds Finley, uh, Finley's arms back on the apron. Uh, Page goes for a Yakuza kick on Finley, but Finley dives out of the way, so the Yakuza hits Chase in the face. Uh, Yujiro confronts Page. Page shoved Yujiro. Finley rose up, rolls up Yujiro for the one, two, three, and the not but kind of bullet elite club are eliminated from the match. Shocked. Makes sense. Not what I expected immediately, but... It was quick. Now you know everything that's happening and what's happening mm. and the, the confrontation between the Bullet Club guys. It was, what, four, four and a half minutes? It wasn't long, yeah. No, not long at all. I knew they were going to go out, but I didn't think they were going that early. Yeah, especially with these guys, you know. Mm. But it's kind of like, you know, jobbing on the way out. <laughs> exactly. That's what you've got to do. This is one of my picks to maybe win this as well, so it didn't go out that quickly. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Um... The Chaos guys come out next. So we've got the best friends of Bretta and Chucky T and Hiroki Goto. Uh, Goto looked really miserable, didn't he? Well, <laughs> considering where he has been the last <laughs> few years <laughs> to being in the pre-show. Relegated to the pre-show. Yeah, it's not great. You feel unfortunate for the guy, you know? <laughs> I mean, but still, you're going to get a payday. I've never seen someone look so disinterested in like, to a top level. 40,000 yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Do you want to shut up a bit? Yeah, trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Goto was pitched basically to be the next top star for a long time he won the g1 like he was in all these big main events and stuff had a good run with the never belt and he's here now yeah but i i wonder if that's break him down to build him back up possibly i think they're gonna have to build him back up now because they've lost a whole so many people have just lost yeah <laughs> yeah potentially a few more as well like it's getting a bit worrying but anyway so uh chucky t go, uh, goes for a tope beretta does an acai moonsault onto the raised kind of platform stage bit from the top rope fucking incredible to see but i instantly get flashbacks to rick rude and the back injury where he mm. falls on that raised platform that the ring's on it's like why do they still use this it's ridiculous i've, I've never liked that it, it's obviously to get the ring higher so more people can see, but there's got to be a safer way to do it. I feel like Beretta has a good future with New Japan if he can stay injury-free. Well, he's been there how many years now? Uh, quite a few, at least was, four or five, exactly, I think. Yeah, yeah so, since his WWF like run, he had a few bits, a few years on the Indies, and was pretty much straight over mm, there, wasn't he? So maybe split them up, go singles. There's going to be spots soon, so yeah, that's what it feels like. How do you think Chuck Taylor would do as a singles in New Japan? <laughs> oh, you're quite, you're quite high on Chuck Taylor, aren't you? I think he's very entertaining. Um, it's kind of like a bit of a stalwart now of the indie scene, especially in America. And I like, I'm happy he got his break and making a bit of money finally. You know. Yeah. Again, I think he's he he's a a suitable hand on a roster. I don't yeah. think he's ever going to be doing anything great, but he's one of those workhorses who you need who can do. He can suffer losses and he won't affect his character, but he'll still be a big deal. So Chuck misses a top rope moonsault. Finley rolls up Chuck for the one, two, three. And uh, Chaos, so best friends Beretta and Chucky T and Haruto Goto are all eliminated. Um, 
again, a surprise. Finley with the second pinfall of the night. Loves a bloody roll-up. Thank you, yeah. It's a feature of this this uh, this uh, this event. It's the roll-up. Yeah, well, it is a little bit, isn't it, actually? <laughs> Do you think they were kind of panicking, going, oh, shit, we're losing all these top guys in. Like, push, push David Finley. He's got a name. He's definitely got a name. <laughs> what do you think of him? Uh, I haven't really seen enough to pass judgment. In the few bits of New Japan I've seen over like, the last few months, again, decent in the ring, but doesn't do anything for me from a character standpoint. Okay. I know, Mark, you've seen a bit more of Finley because obviously you're a bit of a mo- more of a Mark like me. Yeah. That's weird to say. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <carry that's> right. <laughs> um, 18 months ago, I would have put Juice Robinson with Finley on the same level and the same path. Yeah. And Juice has just gone, stepped up two, three steps. Yep. And Finley's kind of hung around where he was. Uh, he's he's a very, very solid, oh, this is going to sound brutal, Marty Jannetty. Oh, uh, I can see where you're coming from. To Juice's Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. And not not literally as in he's the shit one, but <laughs> he's <laughs> he's solid, he's a good worker, he's got a name. He seems like a funny guy to have backstage when you watch his YouTube series. Like he's generally pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I, I like the guy. I really do. I think he's got a lot of potential. Again, he's very young still. Again, talk, this, the, the theme of the, the pod, there's going to be lots of spots opening up, so he can easily slide on in there. Yeah, totally. So next out, we've got Suzuki Goon of Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, the Killer Elite Squad, with their tag team partner, the God Among Men, Minoru Suzuki, <laughs> my favorite wrestler in the whole entire fucking world right now. These guys are my pick to win this. I couldn't see how the Killer Elite Squad and Minoru Suzuki were going to lose to any of these other trios in this. Uh, who did you guys pick to win this, by the way? Exactly the same. Suzuki KS? Uh, I was Suzuki just hoping to see Suzuki against Nagata. Uh, <laughs> and I was, very, I was very happy, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, what was it? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom oh, 8 or something? They had a fucking barn burner? Or was it someone else? Seven. No, it was 8. Was it Wrestle Kingdom even? It might have been like Pro Wrestling Noah or I'm something. I'm not sure. I don't know. But they, they, um, Nagata and Minoru Suzuki had a fucking killer match in the Tokyo Dome one year, which if you haven't seen Tax, I would highly recommend. I will check it out. I have to go back and look at it maybe. Um, so yeah. Kazaninare! <laughs> Greatest entrance ever. Uh, <laughs> massive brawl. Uh, killer bomb to Finley by the KES. What What if anyone gets that reference? Ah, <laughs> No? Nation, you don't do moves, movies very much, but you've never no. seen Kez not in school or anything. No, there's an amazing god. You'll describe it. It's, it's, it's a really sad story about a boy and his what is this, a hawk? No, it's not a hawk. <laughs> what is it? It's a bird of prey of some yeah, description. little bird of prey, like a kid that lives in the north somewhere. It's like, I remember uh, at school watching Geordie Racer with a kid who chased pigeons. <laughs> it's similar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the killer bomb gets the one, two, three. Uh, David Finley, Jeff Cobb, and Yuji Nagata are eliminated. Uh, really cool exchanges between Nagata and Minoru Suzuki during this phase as well. Very tasty. I enjoyed it very much. First kind of a sampling of strong style on this big show we've got tonight. Um, next up, we've got Taguchi, Makabe, and Yano, uh, who I guess we're calling some sort of chaos. They called themselves the most violent players, I've read. Yeah, I got right down most violent players. Well, MVP was their old tag back mm. in the day that then eventually kind of... Oh, it's kind of... Com- was was this all linked right to now. basically when they went to chaos and some yeah. didn't go and some came back and now they're finally back together after X years? So Toro, Yano Toro, turns yeah. on Makabe and drags all the chaos, pl- all the guys across the chaos yeah. with... Um, 
Okada and Shinsuke Nakamura and all those sort of guys. <laughs> What's that guy done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back soon, but he's just too busy surfing lately. So uh, watching this live, because obviously I watched this immediately after it kind of happened, I still got the Led Zeppelin music, which I'm sure you heard yeah. live, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I bet you didn't. Uh, probably not. <laughs> so they fucked up. And usually they put like uh, uncopyrighted music over the top of like yeah. Macabe's ding, 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 the fucking Led Zeppelin stuff. But it was so cool to hear it at the Tokyo Dome with Macabe walking out to Led Zeppelin. I was like, mark it out just for this. Little, little, little story. My son has been watching the film School of Rock. Right, cool. The Immigrant Song is in that. Yeah, he's it is. Where well, they're it. in the van and they're all singing along exactly. and stuff. Yeah. So he's, he's literally just getting ready to walk out the door to go to school and he hears the Immigrant Song and he goes, Dad, Dad, I know this song. <laughs> and he's, come, he's literally watching it with me and he's like, I don't want to go to school. I was like, you've got to go, mate. And off you uh, went. Off you go. I'm going to yeah. sit and watch New I'm Japan. I'm going to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fucking great, man. Uh, so Suzuki-gun jumped the faces, as you might expect from a Suzuki-gun trio. Uh, Suzuki goes after the English commentary team almost immediately. Yeah. And I love the way Don Callis just it. gets up and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. This is my... F- uh, when um, Mask Guy, PWG commentator... Excalibur. Excalibur. When he was commentating during the Tag League, every time Minoru Suzuki <laughs> would come up, he would just literally bow yeah. like this. <laughs> just keep his head down not looking at Midori Suzuki and one of the events Suzuki was like yeah good job mate pointing at him telling me he was doing the right thing it's fucking hilarious man uh, how much of the tag league did you guys watch? none I didn't watch any because I cancelled right. my subscription for a bit that's fine that happens man I get yeah. it um, yeah I watched bits and bobs I watched the first four or five shows and then kind of just kind of went and watched the end couple and yeah. the finals so um, yeah when there's updating needs I will chuck it in there for you so uh, when Don returns, he gives the funniest girl, you're like, oh, <laughs> like he's terrified <laughs> of Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> uh, I love the cell job they do. It's great. Uh, really, really funny. Um, so Taguchi and Suzuki uh, find a really, really fun. Uh, after the exchange, Taguchi tags out and collapses on the guardrail. <laughs> hilarious. Which I think is just fucking hilarious. Um, your comedy guy against your scariest guy in the yeah, whole company. It's like, best thing. This is perfect for wrestling, right? It's, it's what New Japan do best, isn't it? The fact that anything that Toriyano's involved in, I love that guy. I think he's the best. I love that they've kind of combined Taguchi and Yano now. So Yano kind of goes and does his silly stuff and looks at Taguchi and like, what do I do now? And Taguchi's like, showing him all the baseball signs and stuff. Like, <laughs> like this is fucking hilarious. Like, that's a tag that was built have happened like i'm so happy that's happened so kes uh, just can't put yano away they try their best oh, kaz um try to double team makabe <laughs> kaz no sell makabe's double clothesline yano smacks both of kes in the balls i keep calling them kes now just because it's popping me more than anything uh yano rolls up david boy smith jr for the one two three and for fuck's sake yano ruins all my picks because he's a sneaky cunt <laughs> Every time, Yano I, spoils my picks. But he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy with Yano winning this. Or, or <laughs> at least getting a pin. I wrote on Twitter, for fuck's sake, Yano, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. I'm just happy. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Just, just good, Yano. Good gauntlet. I really enjoyed it. No. I, it wasn't the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal was something special. I wish they'd still had it. I, I think you could have done both. Ooh, well... You should do what? Rest Kidman normally goes five and a half hours. Well, I think this is a problem which we're going to see through a lot of this show. because what are talking about? Well, no, because... More, th- 12 th- hours, please. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Because they're trying to westernise it more and keep it Ooh, too... Mm, debatable, but okay, go on. Well, they had more people to drive against New Japan World than they had before. They had more subscriptions to fight. Yes. And if they're having people sign in for that, they yeah. want to keep to their... I know it's obviously streamed, but mm. people want to try and keep to that 
bite-sized thing. And I thought a lot of the matches which we're going to get onto could have been five, ten minutes longer to be absolute classics, but they weren't. And they kept... Ve- this is like one of the shortest Wrestle Kingdoms there has been from main card perspective, just over the four-hour mark. Yeah. yeah. When you're used to five to potentially six hours of I Wrestle I think it was Kingdom, a good thing. I didn't want it too yeah. insanely long, to be fair. But I think a lot of the matches which they planned, a lot of the wrestlers were hindered a little bit by having some time restraints. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely see that. They're trying to... I wouldn't say westernise it, but they're trying to open the avenues into the west. Well, that's where the money is. Of course it is. So they're, they're cutting the the, sh- the matches short, a la, you know, apart from WrestleMania, a la WWE. Yeah. Um, keep the matches short, keep them interested, bish, bash, bosh, and then you know, what, your last three main events were, what, <laughs> at least half an hour each? I resent calling them all main events well, you so know, much. <laughs> I do know exactly what you mean, but it's just like that terminology. Oh, matches. Thank you. There, there we go. you go. That's a nice way of putting Ooh. it. Oh, why can't they say that? That makes so much sense. Because they're not award <laughs> nominated. <laughs> they fucking are, mate. They're doing damn pro wrestling. Match of the year for how many years now? Uh, fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the winners of the gauntlet and going on to challenge for the never openweight six-man tag team championships on New Year's Dash tomorrow. Fucking hell, that's a mouthful. Is uh, Rizuke, I can't pronounce his first name ever. Can you? Taguchi, Togi Makabe, and Toro Yano. Uh, my favorite match, uh, greatest match I've ever seen. Really, really good. So, <laughs> you know, spot a theme here. So, main card time. We've got opening package welcoming us with highlights of New Japan from 2018. Um, just go over the bits they highlight quickly. So, um, I think these are some good talking points as well. Uh, Omega's title win. What's he ever done? <laughs> Do you know what he's done? He's left New Japan in the lurch. That's, That's what he's done. That's what I was going to say. Have, yeah. See you, Kenny. The fact that they put the belt on him halfway through last year, finally, and he only lasted, what, seven months? Mm-hmm. And now he seems to be gone? He's definitely gone. Uh, I don't know. I'm, he's I'm, definitely gone. I'm intrigued to see what deals come from all this. But he's going to the E. E? Really? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Never. I think so. Did you watch Being the Elite this week? Yep. The, the counting clock it and the phone. It could be a swerve. Yep. I think it's a swerve. Could be a swerve. The Mate. phone, the phone, the phone at the end was great. I it, thought that was a very nice touch at the end because you're like, oh, what's this doing? To find his phone, very, very good. Mm. But I still think it's a swerve. Tony Khan's got the money to offer it, but <sighs> I'll be so disappointed if he ends up in the. I um, just can't. See I'm it just going to throw it out there though. He goes there, becomes a top star, leaves and goes to AEW. How old is Kenny Omega right now? <laughs> Maybe we won't do a whole discussion on every talking point in the opening package. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, he's 35. So that's what I was thinking. Kenny Omega's 35, right? He's only got a few years left. Is he doing a Shinsuke Nakamura and going WWE so he can go surf, and retire, and make a fuckload of money? He's going to make the money. I think this is all part of the plan. He's going to go there for two years. He's going to be their top guy. And when it's going to come to contract negotiations, AEW will be getting up steam. And then he's going to jump to AEW and be their big signing. Because it's like, it'll be like Cena going to WCW. How, how, hmm. How's he going to be the top guy? Because they don't have any top guys other than the Strowman who's injured. Do, do you think WWE can compete with the Khans for how much money? I, thought, I find it interesting that Vince McMahon tries to go for a football league. And then another football league goes, all right, I'll do a wrestling promotion. What football league do they own? XFL. Do they? No, well, no. they own the Jaguars. Yeah. 
Oh, do they? The Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Jaguars. And oh. Fulham. And Fulham I, know, yeah. I knew they were in Fulham. I didn't realise they were in actual yeah. Jacksonville. That's, again, oh. that's links to Cody Rhodes wearing Jacksonville Jags colours. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. hosting it in Jacksonville. Okay, that's fine. So, Omega's title win. Naito losing to Okada again. Uh, Jericho versus Naito and LIJ kind of feud with evil and stuff as well. Really, really cool, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Kota Omega Bullet Club kind of story that's kind of happened throughout the year. Okada's insane run with the strap and the three years, whatever the fuck it was, like, my God, I love this man. We're going to get onto a card later, but... Um, Zach's New Japan Cup win. Come on, Sabre, for the UK, mate. <laughs> um, Ishimori's debut, junior title tournament, best of the Super Juniors, Hiromu's big win, and neck injury and stuff, which kind of sucks. I wish he'd come back on the show, but still nowhere to be seen. Uh, Honma's return from a broken freaking neck, so it's proving it is possible, at least. Um... Akada and Jay White and their feud, the resurrection of Tanahashi's career and the G1 win leading to this. Um, Gato's turn on Okada and the new Bullet Club kind of set up. Shingo joining LIJ and debuting. Omega, Kota, Tanahashi, Okada all involved in the main event storyline. And uh, Evelyn Snada's World Tag League win. Pretty decent fucking year, boys. Not something that we've spoken about in previous pods. There is something to be said for long-term booking. And Gado's nailed this with his top guys. If this is the last of like this New Japan kind of golden period where they've had a whole bunch of top guys in, a whole bunch of top Japanese stars that all had these awesome fucking stories kind of evolving over the last few years to this moment, it, what a way to go out. Like, you know? It's been... This year's been incredible. It's been packed. I just... I watched it live. I saw the, the package. I didn't really take it in, but hearing it back, so much has happened in the space of 12 months and you yeah. compare that to any not even WWE but anyone else it, excuse my language pisses all over it hey Brian Cage has got pretty good in impact <laughs> <laughs> he is to be fair <laughs> <laughs> and LAX but outside of LAX's mm. sudden now run to people going LAX are pretty good hey Conan how have you turned this onto impact because it's a theme of the pod but I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> if the only highlights outside of New Japan are one tag team doing alright don't even know what you're talking about Exactly. What, LAX? No, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> the whole lot point is that no other promotion has been able to have such a fill year no. of compelling storytelling and good wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the big thing for me of all the things we just mentioned. They're, they're all solidly booked. I think it comes from having one main booker. Yeah. Like, Agreed. Why can't anyone else see this? <laughs> well, Vince is a sage and he knows it all, apparently. So, well, hmm, maybe that's the point, isn't it? Do we think that Cody is going to be the booker for All Elite and that's it? No, I can't see him because he's got he's on a talent contract, didn't he? As he's, well? he's got both, yeah, same as the Bucks. Who's booking this shit? Billy Gunn, <laughs> the one agent they've got so far. <laughs> They're like Road Dogs doing a banging job on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> so, also with this opening package, you get the uh, the traditional kind of event announcements that they're going to have over the next however many the year or whatever. So, we get more American dates thrown in. Uh, two days for Wrestle Kingdom next year. Now, is that definitely mm. two days for Wrestle Kingdom, or is that New Year's Dash at the Tokyo Dome? Well, it's two years at the two days at the Tokyo Dome. I think they're getting rid of New Year's Dash and replacing it with a second day, yeah, at, at the Dome for another Wrestle Kingdom. So, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's been announced. All we yeah. know is they're doing two days yeah. at the Tokyo Dome, and that's it. It might not even end up being two days at this rate if they keep losing all their fucking talent. <laughs> I'd, I'd say if they did Wrestle Kingdom over two days, that'd be a bad idea. 
It's like all those people that are asking for WrestleMania to be cut into two days. That'd how, be stupid. How would that work? That'd be absolutely stupid. Don't I, ever I, do it. I don't feel the same. I feel like what you were saying earlier about how the, the, some of the matches were cut a bit short tonight. You could have two th- solid three-hour pay-per-views. But then if you're thinking for someone who's going to watch that at home, yeah. you've then got to watch 12 hours of wrestling. Back what uncommitted back. cunts are these? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think... It's habit- New Japan. It's the best thing in the fucking world. <laughs> How do you claim the, what's the main event then? You're going to have a Saturday main event, Sunday main event. But or, or Intercontinental on the Saturday, IWGP Heavyweight on the Sunday. So Easy. that means then you're taking the second okay, day. Okay, what if we just do a never, never, never night <laughs> and then an IWGP night? It'll be interesting to see what they do. There'll be like 10 people in the first night. <laughs> Tokyo, they'll be empty. We'll know when we go to the copper box, though. Mate, they'll get there. So the two announcements that were blah, 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 Wrestle Kingdom, blah, 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 but fuck all that shit. The first major New Japan show in London. Not the bollocks we got last time, which was a Rev Pro show that we paid a lot of fucking money to go to. <laughs> got stuck in traffic for, what, eight hours? <laughs> fucking bastards. That was an interesting journey. And in Milton Keynes, are all fucking shitholes. I mean, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Crown Prince. Yeah, so, oh, no. Let's talk about your DM, shall we? And maybe, no, let's not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, New Japan show in London, boys. We're obviously all going to go to this, right? Hell yes. Fuck yeah. Do you know the Copper Box if he's looked at the arena? It's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty yes. big. Uh, Part of the Olympic Village. It's a box where they had the boxing, wasn't it? It's where they've had like handball and I think boxing and a few other things, like maybe basketball as well. I know the basketball arena is temporary for the Olympics. They knocked it down, but... It would have been smart had they announced this prior so tickets would have started selling because if you think now, the exodus of talent... I mean, we're still going to go, yeah, but your big names mm. aren't as many who are going to be there come July for the yeah. casual for other wrestling fans. Yeah, you're missing like the Omega, the Young Bucks and stuff like that. Like, that is an issue, I guess, for some casual fans. Uh, the casuals, yes, but it will still sell out because... It's New Japan. I don't think it'll be a sellout. Was it 7,000? Yeah. yeah. Go. I think he'll do four. I don't think they'll do seven. I think they'll do a bit more than that. Well, I think about progress. I did about five. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I think it's a huge it's a huge venue, and it's a beautiful venue to have wrestling in. I think it's going to be really interesting to see it. But I think if they if they hit 4,000, they've done really well. I can't disagree with that, if I'm honest. Mm. I hope for better, but we'll see. So, main opening video package. It runs down the card. Uh, really quality video production. Simple, but with cool video audio effect transitions. Kind of typical of modern Japanese TV. They have the ching, ching, ching every time it like cuts to something else. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Something that uh, British and um, American Western TV production needs to adopt. These cool kind of transitions they have in Japan. It's, it's the future, man. I'm telling you, you're going to see it all over TV soon. If they put it on Bake Off, I'll be all over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bake Off into your face. Here's a cake. Not fielding like pie. <laughs> it's not fielding on it now. Yeah. Is he a competitor or is he hosting it? He hosts it. It's really? Sandy wow. Toxvig. Oh, two humans I love. Yeah, fucking A. It makes cooking enjoyable. Shows I don't watch TV very much anymore. Anyway, so we open with the never open weight championship match of Kota fucking Ibushi and Will fucking Osprey. How is this an opening match on any fucking show ever? Because it's a never open weight title. True, but oh my god, these two dudes against each other. I was just every weeks and weeks. I'm like, yeah, the rest of the card I'm excited for. This match, they're gonna kill each other. It's because they realise people might have to go to work. <laughs> Bang <laughs> this on this first, one, get the and fuck out, and they let off. <laughs> They, these boys did not disappoint at all. Oh, for wow. me. Seriously, it was my second favourite match of the night. 
All right. It was just amazing. Let's let's run through it quickly Go and we'll, it. we'll fawn over these two in a <laughs> second. Right? So Kota just appears popping out the middle of the entrance stage, like just boom, out the secret trapdoor thing. Yeah, cheers, Ray. <laughs> oh, a fair point. But yeah, he looks so happy to be here. Like he's finally got a good match in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> he must be chuffed to bits at this point. Um, what do we think about Osprey's new ring jacket thing? The robe with the kind of like... Elvish. He's been wearing that for ages, hasn't he? Oh, I thought it was a new one. No, he's, I've seen him in progress wearing that. He was wearing a pink and purple one. That I was like, it's fucking horrible. And I'm so happy he didn't turn up doing this show. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, good luck calling these match, this match to the boys at ringside because fucking hell, these guys go after it. Um, Osprey is a goddamn invincible superhero. Kota is the top of his game, totally focused and determined to become the ace of the company. And this could not be a cooler story between these two. The storytelling, again, is, is perfect. It doesn't need to be like, I hate you, you've wronged my woman. It's, I want to be the best. And that's how, how best wrestling is books. I want, I am better than you, I need to prove I'm better than you, and I'm going to do everything to do it. And the underlying story was that uh, Will Ospreay grew up idolising Ibushi. Yeah. So he's what, Ibushi's 11 years older, I think, or something like that. Did you catch that Ibushi grew up idolising Nakamura as I, well, and they brought that into, into the, the match, match as well? I'm like... Oh, this is like a dream come true for me. Like so good, so in depth, so just, subtle. Some of those, some of those parts were so subtle. It's just like the layers upon layers of reversals and like narrative and like references and things. I, I just, oh, yeah. And I think the thing that can't be understated here, because obviously Osprey spends a lot of time out there, but communicating with someone where English and Japanese are not their first language to be able to get that level of technicality or storytelling into a match is outstanding and shows how good a performers they are. <laughs> Fucking a man. Agreed. So we get a kind of Rana victory role reversal out of a Stormbreaker to set up by Ibushi, which is just fucking incredible to see. How do you do that? You're upside down with both your arms trapped behind your back and you end up doing a reverse Rana? What the fuck, man? Like, I was sitting there just in awe of these two dudes. Uh, we get a Shinsuke Nakamura posed by Ibushi in the corner. Hits the Bombaye or the Kinshasa, as you want to know nowadays. Uh, Osprey sells it like he's been knocked the fuck out. Uh, Ibushi in the Tree of Woe spot, a uh, slap fight between the two of them. Osprey ends up booting him in the head like five times, like <laughs> just killing him. Uh, Ibushi goes for a German off the ropes, uh, repeat the horror movie spot where Osprey lands on his feet and Ibushi slowly turns around like with a bloody lip. Like, holy fucking shit, lads. Like, I don't wait to tell a story in the ring. Uh, Ibushi just can't hit the Kamagoye every every time he tries it. Ibushi, um, Osprey like dives out the way or reverses it into some sort of neck breaker combination or something. Uh, massive crescent kick by Osprey stuns Kota. Osprey does the reverse running elbow thing he started doing, which has got uh, the hidden blade. He's calling it now. Yeah, it's an Assassin's Creed reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had to look that up, so I didn't know. Nice, good to know. Well played. <laughs> you could have like cool bonus geek points. No, there. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy. But he he basically knocks knocks out Ibushi here. Like is I had it, a couple of people that told me like, oh, he's legit knocked Loopy, and I was like, I think it's a good sell job. I think it was a work. Oh yeah, it was definitely a work. I don't think <sighs> a concussion, a slight. How can you have a slight concussion? You rather have one or you don't. Yeah. I think it's degrees of concussion. Is there? Uh, I mean, he, I assume he wasn't at New Year Dash. Well, Bushi? Yeah. No, I don't no. think so. So, well sold. But, or genuinely hurt. But is this setting up for a big comeback? Because obviously, uh, well, we, just to finish the match, yeah. Osprey hits the Stormbreaker for the one, two, three. And new Openweight Champion Will Osprey. I'm going to say and new many times this evening. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I think the whole thing of the big sell for Ibushi afterwards with the stretcher and the concussion and everything is so that in a couple of shows time, they bring him back. Jay White's already beaten Tanahashi for the belt. Ibushi, Jay White. What's it's new beginning next, isn't it? In the month. Yeah, it could take a it take a series or two, like you know, to get there. It might be the summer before Ibushi's properly back. But I mean, look who they're missing, and look who they've got left. You've got Naito, Okada, Jay White, Goto, Tana, <laughs> <laughs> Goto, cheer him up, and Ibushi. Those are the five or six top guys. You have to tell cool stories with them, and that's the easiest story story to tell. Yeah, I c- I could see that, but then. Going forward a bit, what would you do with Tanahashi after that? <laughs> I'm going to keep my opinion to myself, I think. <laughs> I were on a podcast, what we're doing. Uh, I think he's washed up. Uh, Sounds brutal. I th- love Tanahashi. This, I think, was Godo basically going, here's your last big thing. Because, as you said, he has had his redemption story. Yeah. He's gone through the G1. He's won the big one at Wrestle Kingdom. The what, Tanahashi, high- yeah? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. um, but there's nothing else. There's no appeal for him other than the fact that he is now essentially New Japan John Cena. Yeah, he'll stick around. He'll do the traditional veteran in New Japan. He'll do more movies. Help to put over the young boys and stuff like that as well, you know, like work and beat the shit out of them and stuff. Like, he'll be fine. He'll be there for a long time. But he's he's not a top guy anymore. No, no. Which I'd like to see, won't we? Yeah. So uh, this is my favorite match, greatest match I've ever seen. Um, three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship up next. We've got the Suzuki Gun duo of El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, who are the champions, versus Los Singobana Brrrres de Japon of Abushi and Shingo Takagi. Hey! Love it. Uh, versus Rapongi 3K, Sho and Kyo. My, uh, my pick for this match was going to be Rapongi 3K. I was all into Shingo for this. Yeah. You're all LIJ. Yeah. LIJ. All LIJ. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mark as well for LIJ. <laughs> Ring gear. Holy shit, boys. I think as well that after the the debut of Shingo, really added new life to LIJ, and they're not going to let that momentum stop. That's yeah. why I thought it's LIJ all the way for me. Yeah, definitely. I just didn't think it would be with the junior tag straps because Shingo is not a fucking junior. <laughs> he's massive. <laughs> he's, he's carrying a bit of Christmas weight. <laughs> <laughs> so we also get Rocky Romero on commentary for this match as well, which uh, this year, Rocky Romero has impressed me so much. He's, I love him on commentary. I love him in the ring. He's come out of his show a bit, really, hasn't he? Yeah. It felt like he was a bit disillusioned with the industry for a few years. and was just kind of coasting through. Well, he split with Trent, wasn't it? And then... Yeah, he even before that, I thought it was kind really? of like, you know, he was there, but never really like pushing himself to his full potential. Uh, but even with like the Jay White stuff this year, I think he's had something to work with as well. You yeah, know? that's good. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, the ring the ring gear for LIJ is fucking on point. Shingo with the dragon mask, the traditional Japanese stuff, and Bushi with the giant kind of Native American headdress stuff that he wears around. Absolutely beautiful. Fucking awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sho and Yo won the Junior Tag League. Um, you didn't catch any of this either? Didn't watch no. it, but no. No, no worries. Uh, yeah, they had a great run. And this is actually a rematch, this triple threat, of the finals of the Junior Tag League because all these three teams ended up with the same points. So it's a really cool story kind of going into it. Again, just like competitive sporting storyline rather than, oh, you hit my mum sort of storyline, <laughs> which is how WWE should book their talent. <laughs> <laughs> More family-orientated storylines. That's what we need. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> so Shingo ta- tags in by tagging Kanemaru halfway through the match and Suzuki Gun can't get tagged back, to, back into the match at all to become legal, which is kind of the story of this match. And they put it over strong on New Year's Dash as well. Um, Shingo and Sho do big lads wrestling in a junior tag match. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, just push them up already. Uh, Suzuki Gun lads uh, go for the double uh, spray as well. So you get the kind of whiskey mist and Bushi's black spray stuff, which I think was kind of cool. Uh, double pumping bomber, which is terrifying looking. Uh, Ushigami pumping bomber to the back of Yo, pumping bomber to the front of Yo. Last of the dragon drivers is how he should call it, because that sounds so much cooler for the one, two, three. And your winners and new junior tag team champions, Los Singobana Brres, De Hapon of Bushi and Shingo Takagi. What do we think? Was definitely a platform to again build Shingo because he had everything. He didn't look weak. He looked absolutely dominating throughout, got all his stuff in. Obviously, Bushi is tried and tested in New Japan. But solid, th- really solid. But this is a, re- I said the other guys were purely there to elevate Shingo, is how I viewed it. Not just because I think Shingo is great from the stuff we saw in Dragon Gate, but it's, he was, it's classic booking. Make the guy look strong. He's in with the juniors, even though he should be up the next level. Yeah, top booking for Shingo. I really liked the Shingo and Show interaction. There's something there. Yeah, I was thinking that. Given half a chance, I mean, splitting them up a little bit or just maybe a bit of a time away from the teams, but chuck them in there with uh, with uh, Ishimori. Wow. All three of these tag teams have had really good last kind of like couple of months. The Junior Tag League was a lot of fun. Like they're missing a few guys at the Junior Tag League this year. So like the, uh, the Young Bucks, for example, who always a highlight. Um, but I think these three are the top junior tags they've got, and I can see why they're keeping Shingo there for now. But um, I think it's, I think very soon you've got to start pushing Shingo as a singles. And I think breaking up LIJ is the way to go, as brutal as that sounds. I think you can keep LIJ under Naito with some guys, but I think Shingo makes a good heel foil to Sonata as the new ace face. New Japan. Or even watching Shingo Sonata or Shingo versus Naito would be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to happen. Um, well, it has to now. <laughs> yeah. They're running out of talent a little yeah. bit. <laughs> All those slots. Um, yeah. I'd, oh, I'd keep them together at least until summertime. Yeah. And then, as you said, start. <clears throat> They've me. got a Suzuki gun feud to do first. So. Oh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I can see that split happening at some point. I don't want LIJ to go, but how long have they been together now? Four? Jeez. Um, four years? Yeah, it must have been. I'm thinking yeah. when Naito came back and when he formed LIJ, it was about four years now. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. It's certainly helped elevate. It's been a really good vehicle to get people over in, isn't it, LIJ? N- Naito was shot before he went off to Mexico and came back with yeah. his awesome gimmick. I love that uh, Omas is currently talking about Tranquillo and coming out with the mask and yeah. doing the lazy spots and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, this little crossbreeding of gimmicks and stuff. Like, really, yeah, <laughs> it's over with me. Um, so Kanemaru and Yo get into a bit of a shoving match at ringside, setting so up more junior tag stuff down the future. Uh, again, this this was my favourite match, greatest match I've ever seen. Um, so we got, next up, we've got the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship match. England, England. Uh, with Tomohiro Ishii, our champion, uh, versus Zack Sabre Jr., who is accompanied by Attacker Mishinoku. Wait, where's your wife be gone? Where's your wife be gone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair play to Rev Pro. 
really nice new belt. I've certainly yeah, sp- spent better, some money. better than the last one. Yeah, I agree with that. Go on. I spent some money. It's nice. I'd I, I dig it. It's a bit small. I'd win it. It's, it's plain size. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought, like, you know, you're trying to put yourself as the top British company. You make it a bit bigger. You know, have a decent sized belt. Spend some money, you know, like. Well, it's, it it's, looks good. It's gold. It's flashy. And it says Red Pro rather than Revolution Pro and it's, stuff. Like. It's a British championship. It's not World Championship, so. Yeah, true. But like, can't, you know. have it too big. Oh, maybe this is my problem with Rev Pro at the moment, though. It's that that not non-committal to being the best. You know, they're kind of like happy to sit underneath everything and not promote themselves very much. And well, I, just I kind of tick along. I wonder if that has like, they've had a bit of an ego bash after not getting any extra episodes for World of Wrestling. Is it? <sighs> is it actually finished? Yeah, now? Like they, yeah. A- Andy was saying that they were they were um, asked for eight episodes. Yeah, and that is they gave them eight episodes. So that isn't coming back. Okay, then. <laughs> but, I'm talking about lack of promotion and pushing yeah. yourself forward and motivation. But stuff. this is like, what we said. such an opportunity. You're on TV, for fuck's sake. This is what we said on Do the previous pod it. when we started looking at numbers, because you saw the Rev Pro numbers, they weren't even there. And the fact that PCW, which is on um, uh, Showcase, yeah. on 11 o'clock, they promote the daylights out of it. Mm. And while like, I, They were doing like triple the numbers of like Rev Pro and stuff. Yeah. Which wasn't difficult to be because their numbers were low. On a harder channel to fight that is on Showcase Mm. on Sky, which turns the Fight Network from 9 o'clock, and they were doing three, four times the rating of Rev Pro because they promoted. And the problem with Rev Pro, as you said before, Andy's a really nice guy. Mm. The promotion, the quality of the wrestling is outstanding. Is that the problem, though, that he's too nice? Well, I don't think it's a case he's too nice. I think he just doesn't promote his company. Okay. I don't think he wants to blow his own trumpet that we have some of the best wrestling products available in the UK. Fair Fucking sure. Ricky Martin is still on their talent page. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, we, when we did uh, Guess Who Rev Pro, he was still on there, didn't we, on a previous spot? Oh, true, yeah, true, true. The man is a multi-million recruitment consultant. <laughs> he is long gone from wrestling. Why is he on your fucking page? Because he was on TV. Why TV. is he not accepting my challenge? <laughs> <laughs> man up, Ricky. <laughs> All right, so Zach comes out in red and white, which is a big change from the traditional black of Suzuki Goon, which kind of threw me a little bit. But I guess if Davy Boy Jr. can get away with wearing white all the time, so can Saber. So it's all good. Um, I loved how Taka's gear matched him completely. He was wearing bright white, even his hair was yeah, white. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, again, referee Chris Roberts in the ring. And I've never been happier for a referee in my life. I, I kind of marked out for a referee for the first time in my life. Me too, yeah. If it's not Red Shoes, oh, I always mark out for Red Shoes because <laughs> he pops me all the time. But I was so happy. A dude we've seen for years. I remember seeing him as a snotty little teenager in like sitting more, doing like whole cards by himself. For, like So Zach's being a dick in general and tearing off Ishii's arms throughout the match. Uh, Ishii goes to big power strikes. Zach no sells a superplex to snap Ishii's arm between his legs. It was just just like the, the coolest little spots ever. But then then sells the superplex afterwards. And I was like, um, yeah, okay, yeah, you're Zach. I'll let you get away with it. You're the best. Uh, so Ishii headbutts Zach in the chest for a, in a huge lariat, gets a 2 4. Uh, Zach reverses all of Ishii's big moves as the match kind of goes on. Ishii has power and guts, but Zach is too slippery and sneaky and gets out of all these kind of combinations and such. Um, and he finishes the match, Zach finishes the match with the double arm octopus, which he calls... Oh, I'm ready. Go, Go ahead. Hurrah, another year. Surely this one will be better than the last. The inexplorable march to progress will lead us all to happiness. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, <Ishii>, double arm bar. <laughs> did, did, yeah. So Ishii verbally submits and nods his head and, and new... What's this for? 
Oh, the Red Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, my favourite match of the night. Greatest match I've ever seen. Yeah, really good. At this stage, I thought, bloody hell, they're hitting the reset button, aren't they? Every belt's flipping changing. Reset, reset, reset. Especially this hot potato of a belt that's been yeah. like jumped around all year <laughs> between Minoru Suzuki, Ishii and Zack Sabre. It's Basically, no one wants it. <laughs> I, I, but that's the whole idea why Ref Pro got a new belt. Like, people don't want it because it looks shit. <laughs> we'll get a prettier one. I've never seen wrestlers go, I want to drop this. <laughs> <laughs> no, the match was great. Um, uh, I'm a massive Sabre mark. I think we all are, right? He's just... Are you a Sabre mark? Incredible. Oh, no, I know. I like Zach. His technical like, wrestling... Look at you there. I was like, oh, are you, are you sure? <laughs> His his in-ring is um, head and shoulders above a full-blown character for me. As we've discussed in previous ones, I like storytelling and the ability to wrestle. The fact he's completely the other end of the scale, that to me, he's like the best wrestler on the planet, to be fair. But character-wise, it's a case of, oh, Zach. I, I like that because he's old-school world of sport back in the day where there was not hardly any character. People would come in and wrestle and then go about their daily business. Exactly. I, then I'll just, I'll just watch normal shoot wrestling. Mm, if you want to see that. I don't know. What more character do you want from Zack Sabre that he hasn't provided this year? I don't get it. I want him to dress as Juice. He's got to do the macho man stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want Zack Sabre to come out and go, Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I love Sabre's provided five or six of the best promos this year for me. I mean, his match with Walter was great. You can. Yeah. There is very difficult to find a bad Zack Saber match. Yeah. There really is. I'm, I'm purely talking outside of the ring now. Like when he comes out and he cuts promo, he's been like, "Oh, this fucking dickhead thinks he's gonna beat me. I'm gonna submit him in two seconds." When when he won the New Japan Cup. Yeah. And he cut the promo with Tucker. Absolutely. That was amazing. So Andy Corden jumps in the ring to go hand Zack the new Rev Pro strap, but Tucker's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" It takes the strap off him, hands it to Saber. I feel really sorry for Andy Corden at this point. Like he's gone all the way to Japan to do the presentation in the ring. Tucker's like, um, "Fuck off." <laughs> I'm more prominent on Twitter than you. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this part popped me so hard, but I was just like, it's so gutted for Andy, man. What we need to happen is we need AEW to kill WWE, NXT UK. So Progress have got nothing to do with that anymore so that we can set up the Progress New Japan link. Never in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> Never. What worries me most about Progress is that they've got this clause in their contract with WWE yeah. where WWE can buy Progress at any given moment. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. That How do you find me. out about this? It's common knowledge, if you're looking for it. Mm. It's, it's the same thing like I told you they were booking it until now they've yeah, updated their they, Twitter they, phone. They've eventually unveiled it and said that like look, we're booking this shit now. you know. But I, I haven't seen the other thing you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Allegedly. <clears throat> same as... Uh, Why would they uh, sign ICW's that? ICW's got the same clause, isn't it? Yes. And WXW. Yes. Yeah. Why the it? fuck would they sign this? Makes no um, sense. Because they're booking for WWE. They don't have to do real jobs anymore. Mm. Fucking sellouts. <laughs> anyway, so IWGP Tag Team Championship. Three-way matches up next. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, the Gorillas of Destiny with good guy Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, who are the current champions, versus Los Singonabres de Harpon of Evil and Sonada, two of the greatest wrestlers in the fucking world right now, against the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson, two of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now. <laughs> what have oh. they ever done? <laughs> fucking hell, boys. This match. Like, again, do we need a triple threat here? Like, ooh. Getting everyone on the big card. It is a bit, isn't it? It's like, a payday. It's definitely a payday. Yeah. I, I think I would have preferred to see in a one-on-one 
well, a two-on-two tag match. But, yeah, it's okay. So we've got the Young Bucks out first. Um, Sonata carrying both the Tag League trophies on his entrance because Evil can barely see what he's doing. <laughs> he's got his hood over his thing. He's got a staff in one hand, his big kind of like laser show thing in the other hand. Like, it's awesome. But I just don't want him to fall over. That's all I was thinking the whole time. I was like, don't fall off the ramp. Don't fall off the ramp. Don't fall off the ramp. Can you imagine Sonata's doing this going, I don't want to carry the fucking trophies. <laughs> like, Evil's like, it's not the Red me, Pro belt, mate. He's going to make me carry this shit all the way to the ring. <laughs> I'm going to be knackered by the time I get there. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, I was just pointing out that with LIJ, with Sonata and Evil, New Japan need to hang on to both these dudes desperately because they're the next generation of top guys. I yeah, think. we've said Sonata is the next big thing out of this whole promotion several times. I should Evil is a great foil to Sonata at some point yeah. as well. Uncle Vince is already sniffing around Sonata. Yeah, but yeah, they'd be smart to. Because fucking hell, that boy's good. Mm. Considering how bad his run in the States went before. That's what I mean and what mm. Nakamura's been booked. It was more of a junior run. It wasn't really established and stuff. Now when you see his full established character and the gimmick and how good he is in the ring with every single fucking style under the sun. But the thing is, though, would, I, would an American audience get the gimmick? Mate, you watch him wrestle two or three matches, oh. he'd be over as fucking Rover, mate. Uh, yeah, but that's... Thanks, Conrad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Still in that phrase. <laughs> Roll time! <laughs> <laughs> but would they give him the chance? This is the thing. He needs to have good matches. You can't have five-minute TV matches against fucking Titus O'Neil. Uh, all I'm going to say is... Cheers, Kushida. Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Puck, Sonada. Oh. Oh. But WWE only signed one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine them all in All Elite? Sonata is the top guy in all elite would be over as fuck because that audience knows New Japan pretty much. Yeah. But we've got to not get ahead of ourselves because they become top heavy. People then be like, oh, well, they, why is it the champ? Why is it the champ? They're doing the right thing having their drip feeding it, which is why I don't yeah. think they'll pl- plow the money in to get some of these big guys to start with. I think you underestimate how much money the Khans are no, going to no, spend no. on this. I know how much money the Khans are going to spend on it, mm. but also it's sensible. They're not going to just blow their load and have 20 of the best wrestlers in the world because 20 of the best wrestlers in the world won't want to be opening card or not on the show. Where'd you get to 20? I mentioned four. No, but I'm just saying because if, <laughs> if you want a promotion you're going to have them all. See, this is the problem I think with a lot of way people see pro wrestling at the moment. I think there's big bloated rosters mm-hmm. and the smaller, more refined rosters I'm just going to throw out SCBW there for example work a lot better for me. I find it interesting. I think there's better stories, more established like I don't know. I just prefer it. People get more time. We've talked about this before. Like yeah. everyone gets a bit more money and stuff. Not necessarily SCPW, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Like I want all elite to have you know thirty odd, thirty to forty really solid guys and girls, and just keep them as that for a long time. I think it all depends, and you know, and we're probably cutting into what we're going to talk about later, which we'll get to. But we're already it... shitting on all our letter gimmicks <laughs> anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> for all elite. It really does depend on what their presentation is going to be. I like the fact they've trademarked Tuesday Night Dynamite and the fact that the Khans have a link to TNT yeah. in the States. I think that would work beautifully if they had Dynamite on TNT. But the only... I mean, if, imagine if Ted Turner comes out and some of this. Like, it's going to be amazing. It's got 98 over again. If they get network television, they yeah. need to have all these big wrestlers to start with. I think there will be no TV deal to start with. There will be purely a streaming service. Yeah, TV's dead. I'm going to say exactly the same thing they will keep everything quiet up until was it double or nothing they'll do double or nothing in May yep. then they'll announce the Jacksonville show then they'll announce some kind of streaming like a monthly pay-per-view 
the, the um, yeah, yes, I agree. We'll talk about the rest of the end. <laughs> so, oh my lord, God have a new entrance music, video, and gear, the full Tron level headsets, masks, and stuff. Like, fuck me, this is awesome. That really was. I, I saw the uh, was it? Like, I got Iron Man vibes out of that. But, yeah, definitely. But yeah. yeah. That was so good. Really cool. I love so the new theme music as music well. Music rocks. Yeah, it's really good. It oh. suits them down to the ground. Tamatonga is the coolest man in existence. Yeah. Do you think with Tamatonga, because after he was the one sort of essentially pushing Weird Bullet Club, you guys can fuck off. Yeah. Is this part of a slow build for him being this good guy character to be a top level star? Or do you think they've missed the boat with him? I think it's all so he can just be an evil cunt at some point and then look back and be like, oh, look yeah. how nice I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, oh, like during the matches you're going to talk about, he stops yeah. he stops Tango Lois yeah. and doing a few bits of bobs. It's going to be a swerve later on down the line. It could be, you know, knowing Gato, it could be a year down the line. Yeah. I just think he was so hot coming out of the whole Bullet Club thing. I he, think they could have capitalised on it and rocket-strapped him. They, they definitely missed a trick. They definitely dropped the ball a little bit with him. Um, I don't think Gado thinks he's a top star. And he's surprisingly old. He should talk to Haku, <laughs> who can still go, as we've seen. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I like Haku. <laughs> Haku, needs, Haku needs to go into fucking AEW. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Imagine Kenny Omega and Haku. <laughs> like anyone in Haku. Be fucking but great. Kenny Omega won't be there because he's going to WWE. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, we also got Fale and Jado out with him. I love Jado with the old school Bullet Club makeup. The yes. white and black. Like, oh, so cool. Little reference to the old school stuff. Um, they removed the new mask and Tongaloa has a half-painted face. Uh, Tama could not even be bothered to paint his face anymore. They're like, come on, son! The big face with the mask the, into the beard, the yeah. paint. I used to love that. But obviously, he's over that now. He's just not going to do it anymore. So the vast majority of the match is LIJ versus the Bucks with the G.O.D. coming in for their good Kai Tama spots. So, like, you know, stop, stopping, like, interference from Tangaloa. And then both of them get on the outside and push the ropes towards Sorry. Evil. And they're like, come on, bro, you can get it! When he's in one of the Young Bucks submissions. <laughs> Fucking hilarious stuff. Really, really funny. Uh, get the Tower of Doom spot out of the corner, as you would expect from a six-person a six tag or um, a triple threat tag A multi-person match. match. Ugh, whatever, yeah. Um, Fale and Gato in to take bumps. Uh, each uh, fun cut-off spots towards the end. Uh, Magic Killer by LIJ to Matt Jackson. Muta Moonsoul by Sonata for the one, two, three. And new tag team champions, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. La Singobanabre! Oh, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> they have one of Evil and Sonada. Uh, my favourite match, greatest match I've ever seen. Um, yeah, really, really cool. Very, very good. Strong booking for LIJ. It's a good night for LIJ. LIJ had night of their life here. It was, it was a good match. Um, it was functionable. It was, there were some spots in it. The character work in it was great. Um, Bucks were Not protecting as as themselves. Like, yeah, Bucks yeah. were very much restrained. I thought very they much. called it in a bit. Yeah. The, um, that, oh. that, that's basically, we need to sign something tomorrow. Let's not get hurt. The only thing I yeah. can remember them doing was the, the, the stun gun counter to the Meltzer driver. Yeah. That's the only yeah. decent thing I can remember seeing the, the Bucks do. Yeah, and they didn't even hit the Meltzer, did they? No. Yeah. <laughs> so they're definitely within themselves. But yeah. I also, again, I wonder if a lot of that's down to... Oh, you're going to go elsewhere, are you? Well, we're not going to make yeah. you look strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they worked a lot of the match. They took a lot of the heat as well. Like they were being get the shit kicked out of them a few times, but they weren't hitting their spots like you expect the Bucks to do, which uh, was a bit disappointing, I guess. And um, I feel like God 
were having a lot of fun with this match. I think they realized that they're not going to get the heat they can get from a one-on-one sort of tag match. So let's just go out there and have a ball and put Elijah over, I guess, is yeah. the idea. <laughs> well, yeah, build them up so they've got someone to feud with. Yeah, no complaints, really. It's, it's a nice bit of, like, downtime almost. On you know, any other card, the... this would be like, this match was brilliant. But yeah. considering yeah. what you've had so far, this match was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, I totally agree with that. It's, 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 the card was stacked. It was up against it, really. Yeah. So next up, we've got our IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. This belt ain't going to be around for long with the current state of things. <laughs> <laughs> of Cody, our champion, with Brandy Rhodes. And we can only say her last name. We can't say his last name because fuck Vince McMahon. Uh, versus Juice Robinson. Um, let's quickly talk about Juice's progression this year because a year ago, even when we went on our New Japan little road trip up to Milton Keynes, I say New Japan, it's more Pro. Um, I remember saying that like I wasn't a big fan of Juice, don't see what other people see in him and stuff. He's now one of my favourite guys in the whole business. He's so fucking great. Well, well done for character development. Yeah. If there's ever a poster child for someone who says, outside of obviously having a lot of money, like Rhodes and the Bucks have done with their Hot Topic deal, Here's where you can go and make some money. Have your connections. So obviously, Matt Bloom sent him over there. Yeah, it was going to be it was a like one of those strong suggestions. Was like, you will have a nice time out there. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Get the fuck out of the WWE. Yeah. I've, here's this phone number. I'm just going to leave here. I'm just going to dial it in your phone and press call and run away. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Oh, hello. My name's Kato. <laughs> that sounded really racist. <laughs> Sorry. You robots. <laughs> um. Sorry, Juice. Yeah. Um, going back earlier to what was said about Finley, yeah. he's he's come on leaps and bounds. He's been given the ball and he has ran with it. He's what is it now? Oh, so I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. He's yeah, now, go, go he's, ahead, mate. He's That's now a two-time, two-time US champ. So yeah. he's definitely got the fire under him. I mean, for someone who would class themselves as a casual New Japan watcher, if you put him and Finley next to each other, I'd be like, huh, here's the star. And someone else. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I, again, I don't get me wrong, Finley's great in the ring, mm. but he uh, there is no X Factor to him. He's got, the Juice has got a connection with that crowd. He's a total white meat baby face. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's become a big star in New Japan mm. quickly as well. Like, I remember when they first came across, there's lots of talk about making him that star straight away. And I think they were very smart. And I think it was partly his doing. Kevin Kelly always talks mm. about it. How Juice went, no, no, let me be a young boy. Let me work my way up. And I think that's the best thing he possibly could have done. Really smart. Most definitely. He's, he's that's just paying dividends now. Yeah. I wish he'd stop using the unprettier as a finish. But anyway, <laughs> I just don't like it. It doesn't work. Uh, we, well, again, we swing that on a previous pod yeah, about yeah. this finisher. It's not realistic, is it? No. Bit, who was the guy that did it? The guy invented it? Oh, I can't remember his name. Tommy something. I don't Tom, know. Was it Tommy Rogers? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, there we go. Tommy yeah, Tommy Rogers. The way he did it is incredible. If you've ever never seen him, no, do I've never seen that. The guy invented the move. It's amazing. He kind of hooks the arms up, and as he turns, he drops, and so it's like it's a swinging neck motion, breaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, it looks scary when he does it like that because <laughs> the guy's the guy taking it has got no time to like level up the neck. So occasionally they tuck, and it's like, oh shit, he's gonna die. Jesus. All right, <laughs> and the one we saw on ECW, he flipping died. He pretty much died. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Is there any truth to the fact that Cody was hurt going into this? Because he's got a knee injury. He needs yeah. op, doesn't he? Yeah, he's having surgery. Yeah. So I think that impacted yeah. on this match. Look at you and your medical terms. Oh, I, I found that on the, on the <laughs> web. <laughs> All right, Gorilla, chill out. It was on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Wife, that was not me. 
<laughs> so Cody in the match feigned injury early, which is great heel stuff. Like he's just instantly like, ah, fuck it. Let's be a heel in this match. Uh, juice up top, a brandy in the ring, laying over Cody, protecting him, stopping mm. Juice from doing the move. <laughs> well, Brandy. Yeah, totally would. Uh, Brandy fronts up to Juice in the ring, but Juice isn't having any of it. She's she, like, she's Come the on, hottest punch Chief me. brand officer out of all the American promotions. <laughs> Cody distracts the ref. Brandy gives Juice the bionic spear with her titanium shoulder, whatever it is now. Like, this is fucking great spots. Uh, ref sends her to the back. Uh, crossroads. Uh, the only time we can mention Cody's last name in context of him is when we name his moves. Uh, Juice kicks out of it. Some cool finisher reversals here where they're both going for the finish, but neither of them can hit it. Juice hits the crossroads on Cody. Uh, disaster kick by Cody Rhodes. Kind of a messy pulp friction, the unprettier by Cody to juice this time. They, they kind of fucked up the setup a little bit. But, but that added to it because it's not his move. So he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. And, and as soon as he turned it over, he just fell quickly. Yeah. Which is how that move, I think, needs to be done if you're going to do it. So at least they kind of, I thought Juice sold it really well. Kind of side plant on his face down. At least he knows how to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't kill himself. It's terrifying. But uh, two more pulp frictions by Juice. Finishes the match with the one, two, three. And new IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, Juice Robinson. No surprises. No. I think we all knew it was kind of coming. Cody's going, obviously. So this brings me to my point with AEW. I think we all knew it was going to happen. We'd seen the trademarks, blah, 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 blah. I didn't think it was, uh, we're not going to do New Japan anymore. We're just going to do be exclusive to AEW. And I still think this is up in the air. I think they're going to work out some sort of working relationship. I think it's because they're already going to step on the toes of ROH and ROH have a good working relationship with New Japan. And through what, yeah, through awkward, what I've seen so far is that AEW have made overtures to New Japan. New Japan have been like, no, we work with ROH. Thanks. It's that we'll Japanese loyalty honor system yeah. thing. Yeah. And it works the deal with ROH. In the future though, I think it would be foolish for more promotions not to work together because we've seen it in most indies everyone works better if we all work together sort of thing. Yeah. So against against the big boys, I think AEW will not be closed-minded to it, as we've already seen with sort of OWE um coming across. I think yeah, it's It'll be ROH for the time being. I don't think they'll team with another US promotion. Yeah. It's, I don't know if there's a contract or it's a handshake agreement or whatever, but as you said, the, the Japanese honor system, they've, you know, they're with ROH. They'll be with ROH until it changes. Yeah. But then that OWE, and do you, yeah, the Chinese, ch- Chinese, the Chinese one. Have you, do you know much about them? I've seen quite all. a lot of the Shaolin Monk stuff. <laughs> Fucking hell, they're crazy. <sighs> Holy shit. You're in for a surprise. Yeah, yeah. They're it's, really special. As long insane. as I can tell stories, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's in Chinese, so it's not like I can follow it. It's, but the action is insane. It is think, 150 mile an hour all the time. <laughs> Let's hope they don't sign Goldberg then. <laughs> <laughs> but think about these OWE guys and the relationship they have with Dragon Gate. And Puck coming across. Puck, exactly. That interests I, me. I think there's a link there. Well, exactly. Because the fact that Puck had the belt, belt. at the AW. The Open the Dream, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be Dragon Gate and AW. That shit's all over New Japan and their relationship with them, which is concerning to me. 
Like, well, I, I thought of it almost. I thought there was some way that we can have like some sort of territorial NWA system, whereby we each have our promotions. We have New Japan, we have Dragon Gate, we have AEW, we have ROH, and potentially WWE. I don't think they will ever involve themselves, but we can. They have their rosters, they have their signees, but like the big names, like Kenny Omega, can spend six months here, six months here, do these shows. Like, international travel is not so difficult nowadays. No, you know? but I think it's more of their own content. If if you had a combined, but sharing it keeps everything fresh. It keeps everyone happy. We all get to see the guys we want to see where we want to see them. And yeah, stuff. but like, then from a business standpoint, do you want to give away your top staff for six months and not get any money? Mm. Well, granted, you get a top staff yeah. from somewhere else. But if like with some of New Japan, they do 12, 18 month booking. If you've got to spend six months out, unless that guy's injured, and it looks stupid that oh Kenny's injured, oh he's gone to new, he's gone to Dragon Gate for six months. I guess, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I want to encourage all these companies to think outside of how it's been. I think they you should. Work, I, mean? the I think they world, should work together. Yeah. But I think the fact is that you don't want to overdo it and have 17 companies all interlinking with each other. I think if you've got a group of two or three working together and sharing their top talent and mm. building their own top talent, because if not, then again, if you've got the same talent going to a different promotion three months of every year, it doesn't give the new guys a chance to step up because you know in three months' time you'll have a big star come in. Fair point. Yeah, it's... As this text just very eloquently put it, it's mm. it, business wise, it's not good. Fan wise, we would absolutely yeah cream ourselves over it, but business wise, booking wise, it's it's so difficult. Maybe the Khans can just buy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we can all just have one big happy family of promotions, you know. But again, with, with, with the Khans, it's possible it can happen. <laughs> the Khans are going to invest a lot of money in this, but they're not going to run it into the ground. It's going to be. Fucking not, yeah. It's going to be five years till they can be competition. <laughs> Looks like Fulham are getting relegated. So I mean, they're not doing so great there, but we'll see. But they've invested money in it, and but they're not throwing money at it to try and fix a the problem. They're saying, okay, we can't fix that. If you've got and signed the uh, Ivorian Chavi, Jean-Michel Serry, <laughs> and wonder why no one else signed him. <laughs> We're getting too niched out. Uh, so, yeah, this is my favorite match of the night. Greatest match I've ever seen. Uh, Tiger Tori takes a bow in the ring after the match. Seems like this is his retirement match, the referee Tiger There seemed to be a lot of this online that it was the end. And the fact that Juice pretty much got out straight to give him his moment. Yeah. Very respectful. Very nice. Jericho posted on Instagram that that was Tiger Tori's last Tokyo Dome match. Oh, fucking Jericho. Sticking his fucking nose in everything. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's retirement. I'm in AEW. I'm in Japan. <laughs> Fuck off, Jericho. But Take your fucking wait, cruise wait, ship wait, Let's off. take a moment to respect Tiger Hattori here and not bitch about Jericho. See, he stirs everything. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Hattori for me, like his is the relationship with him and Don Callis on commentary has been one of my favorite things in New Japan over the years. Where he's like, "This blind old fucking man in the ring can't do anything." It's like it's just hilarious. It's gonna be a shame to see him go. He's he's part of New Japan's fabric for the past what 10, 15 years. I vividly remember my first few New Japan matches I ever saw had. Him refereeing every now and again, and it's just like it's one of those faces you always associate with it. Yeah, he's he's been refereeing over there for about thirty years, I think. He's their equivalent of El Hebner almost. He's you know? done all Japan. Um, he did. Uh, what else did he do? He did a few other promotions. And he's finished up with New, uh, with New Japan. So, yeah, chuff for him. Great career. Enjoy your retirement, mate. You exactly. know, fully earn it. I think by this point. So next up, we've got our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match of Kushida, our champion, versus the Born Soldier Taiji Ishimori. Ishimori needs to like be a bit fat, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Boy's ripped unbelievably. He's it's oh, insane. I've never felt so inadequate seeing <laughs> someone like that. So it's like four foot tall. It's like ripped, we're on belief. 
All right, let's talk about this Kushida entrance. Okay, because <laughs> do, do, what do you want to describe this? Because, I mean... What an amazing use of a 3D printer to create a <laughs> Kushida mask. The adult-sized head on the tiny Kushida. Like, this freaked me the fuck out for a moment. Remind- I was like, whoa, I'm, I didn't think it was that high. What's going on right now? It reminded me of those little football figures. You used to get the Corinthian <laughs> football figures. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he came out, and I was just a bit like... This kid looks weird. And I was like, oh, that's not a kid. That's a mask. It's Kashina. He shrunk. At He's this... trying to be Ishimori. <laughs> At this point, I'd, I'd got up off my sofa before this match started, gone to the kitchen to get some biscuits. <laughs> Come back to the That finish. new year started going well then. It's going great. <laughs> Sat down. And then I just, it was like a proper double take of my TV. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It legit scared me. And then I, I then realised it was a mask. I was like, yeah, I yeah. need that mask. I want that mask oh so much. Oh my god! Like a lifelike Kushida mask. <laughs> Holy shit! So <laughs> kind of terrifying. Damn pretty, good. Pretty sure someone in Stanford, Connecticut, will be listening to this, and they will be seeing these on WWE.com shortly. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's get to that in a second. <laughs> so, uh, mini Kushida. <laughs> With mini junior strap and everything. Where uh, did they find this kid? I have no idea, man. Oh, we need an extra for I this. I bet it's Kushida's boy or something. Did they follow uh, like what they did at WrestleMania with that? Was that bloody Nathan? Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas kid, yeah. For the tag team oh, champion. fucking hell, yeah. They just picked him out of the crowd. Talk about shit, Boogan. Anyway, so, um, so Doc Brown suddenly appears. It looks very <laughs> familiar. And I'm like, hmm, Dr. Gucci? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously the gear though the big white hat the big yellow jacket oh it's so good I love Back to the Future um, Taguchi blows a kid up <laughs> as Don Callis puts it on commentary and out of nowhere Kashida appears behind the wall of uh, what do you call them air cannons I guess or something yeah. like pretty cool entrance like fucking weird as shit but brilliantly Japanese and strange and now we know why Kashida put so much effort in because this is his last in Tokyo Dome match and he's off to somewhere. Oh, Rich, he's going to WWE. He's going to WWE, isn't he? Of course he is, yeah. I he's think... going to get wasted. He's going to go to NXT and then he'll be kentered. So... He will be proper kentered. Is that a... That's no term. He's a proper... He's been proper kentered, he has now. Is that a verb? To, to kenter. To kenter. I kenter, yeah. you kenter, we kenter, they kentered. Oh, to get kentered. Fucking hell. There's so many people you could use that with. Well, you could be Nakamura. You could be all no sorts. Nakamura got completely kented. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! So uh, coming into this match, Ishimori has three pinfalls and tag matches over Kushida. Uh, so I think we can have a bit of an idea what's going to happen in this, considering how New Japan traditionally books stuff. Yeah. Um, for juniors, they barely do any high flying in this match. Really threw me. It's nearly all grounded strikes and suplexes and submissions. And Kashida's uh, constantly going after Ishimori's arm because he's going to try and go after that hoverboard lock at the end. He keeps kicking him in the arm every spot they do. Because he knows he's not going to be able to use it in WWE. He's going to be doing a power slam finish. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but like, this is quite unusual, but I like the story. It's something a bit different out of the ordinary. And because I think a lot of people knew. Kashida's on his way out. Yeah. It gives him something different as the sign-off. They've never really been high flyers either of these two. Ishimori used to be, but not in the last Did year Ishimori or so. have an injury that reined it back in? Oh. I think. I'm he walks sure. funny, so it makes sense. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, he does walk <laughs> He's really a funny. bone soldier. <laughs> <laughs> he walks like a board that's kind of leaning forward at 10 degrees. Yeah, I get you know? it. 
Anyway, so hoverboard locked by Kushida, Ishimori escapes, some cool reversal spots, bloody cross by Ishimori for the one, two, three, and new junior tag champ, uh, Taiji Ishimori. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is the only person who could take the belt. Yeah. From what I've seen at this time, based on the feuds leading up to it. I yeah. don't know how far in advance everyone knew that Kushida was on his way out. This would be Hiromu in this this match, but it's unfortunate that he's yeah. out with a neck injury. Yeah, but again, from, from a booking standpoint, because he's been out, what, halfway through last year? It was that American show, wasn't it? Yeah. Dragon Lee, a bastard, even though he's really, really good. So I'd say for who could take this belt, considering the exodus. Oh, it has to be Ishimori. Yeah. Since yeah. he came in, joined the Bullet Club, they're getting over like Rover. <laughs> Say it again. Um, but yeah, he's really, really over. He looks a million bucks. He's generally quite a terrifying sort of dude. You can tell there's some tension between these two. I wonder if there's any professional animosity of some of the guys who are on their way out. Oh, absolutely. Because you noticed, again, the, the treatment towards the Bucks. There was a lot more stiffer shots than you've seen recently, even in a promotion that's known for strong style. The fact that now Kashida's on his way is a case of, all right, well, here's a here's a goodbye gift. Mm. I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. I mean, it's probably a bit soon to be talking about the build to the main event, but when... It's, mm, Tanahashi, sorry, I'm running out of Japanese names here. When Tanahashi starts talking about how Kenny's classless, yes. doesn't have a good style and stuff, like, it's a bit shooty, you yeah. know? Like, I think he's trying to make a mark, just dent him a little bit before he goes off to wherever he's going, you know? But um, there's, there's a few moments in this show where I'm a bit like, hmm, doesn't feel like they're working together bit, so much. A bit closer to the mark in a few of these matches. Yeah, there's a lot of personal it's tension. very much a divided locker room. Yeah, I feel this whole show is kind of full of this tension a little bit. Which I think going forward is a good thing because then it's an us versus them sort of mentality. It's a case of you don't think this can make, you can't, don't think this is your platform. Well, we'll flip and show you this is your platform. We'll make this the best promotion. You'll regret leaving. Yeah. Until they see the Khan's money and they'll be like, oh, sugar. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, my favourite match, greatest match I've ever seen. Um, so lads, <laughs> up next is a non-title match. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the only one on the whole card of Jay White with Gato, both wearing white. They should have had a word with Sabre and Taka earlier in the night. <laughs> anyway, uh, versus Kazushka Okada. So let me just run through this before we get on this, all right? Because I'm going to be in tears if I don't. <laughs> Can I just say before you do to say this, though? You better not spoil what I'm about to no. say. Go on. Anyone with a flat cap, cheers, Gato, is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Don Callis is like saying he's a fucking, what's he talking about? Um, he's an eel. He's a chameleon. Like he'll change to suit whoever he's with and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Good storytelling. Love it. Scumbag. I really want to ruin it for you, but I'm not going to. Fuck you. Don't you dare. So we get a cool video package uh, explaining the feud and the kind of the backstory here. Uh, Gato's betrayal of Okada and both of them joining the Bullet Club. Uh, Jay White is out first in full white, pulling a full Jimmy Havoc here. So <sighs> Okada's music begins to play. And where you expect it to slow down and then stop and go to the shitty techno music, it doesn't slow down. The music continues, and I burst out in tears because we get a full Rainmaker entrance. Uh, no shitty techno this time. Okada pops out, bleach blonde hair, no shitty balloons, awesome new robe with tassels coming out of his fucking wazoo. Full Rainmaker entrance. What a gangster. I, I could not have been happier. 
What were you thinking during this moment when you hear Okada's music and the crowd pop like fucking crazy? When I saw this, I thought Rich is going to just spaffed in his pants. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I literally had tears in my eyes. I was like, it's Okada. I was sat at home dreading the balloon. I was going, <laughs> Can you imagine coming out of the <laughs> Tokyo Dome with everything? It's like, hey, I got the balloon. I was sitting there seriously. I was like, please don't come out balloon. Don't come out balloon. And then obviously come out with his robe and I, I lost my shit. I'd have hoped that he'd come out with a balloon which just had something written like Jay White's peace of mind. <laughs> he <just popped> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's working so hard. He looks determined. He looks aggro. There's no more Brocada. This is full Rainmaker now. So cool to see this determined look that you're used to seeing for those three yeah. years he held the belt. Like, oh, just fucking gangster. Gato's like, we need a champion again. <laughs> do you mind possibly? Yeah, so when Austin yeah. turned heel and Vince was like, uh, do you mind possibly? But you know this is all planned out. Oh, yeah. This is from the moment he lost that belt and that weird brocada sort of stuff. Like, this is so cool, man. Well, this like, is what we said when we went on our road trip to Milton Keynes, wasn't it? Yeah. This is, the again, the classic oh. at the moment of Gato's idea of, I will break you down. I will build you up. And it doesn't matter that people know I'm building you back up because when it finally clicks, nah, people will be so happy. Like We've all talked about this and we've been waiting for it for months and <laughs> months and months. It's like that gratification. So worth it. And then there's this amazing moment where Okada steps in the ring and Jay White steps up to him. You're like, oh. And Okada doesn't even look at him. Walks straight to the corner full confidence full Rainmaker pose and you're like oh this is awesome he wants to kill him he doesn't give a fuck about him because he's the king he's Okada he's the fucking Rainmaker I, I was just spaffing all over the place mate having a great time so it doesn't end there <laughs> I was spaffing all over the place having a great time <laughs> mate I've literally written here it's so cool I want you inside me Kazushiko Okada <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I love him so much. And I didn't a few years ago when he was doing the end of the title run. I was like, eh, it's getting a bit boring now. And like, he's not had the greatest year, but just like this build and the, the storytelling. Amazing what character change does. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Take notes, other promotions. This is how you fucking do storytelling. So, oh, Akada's flares are gone. He's wearing shorts. I've never been more excited to see a man wearing shorts in my life. I can't believe of a wrestling show of four hours and 40,000 people, the biggest pop of the show is a pair of fucking shorts. <laughs> fucking A it was. <laughs> it's the best moment ever. I was so happy. You've got bitter, twisted veterans at home watching that and going, I never got a pop like that. That's a fucking, fucking A, man. That's a fucking pair of shorts. Jim Cornette never got a pop <laughs> for his fucking shorts. Conroy's favourite. <laughs> oh, that's that. Did you see Cobrad Conroy? I did. He's yeah. having a bit of a feud with Jim Cornette online. I pointed out to him that it's really nice, though, that at least Jim Cornette said he wouldn't watch Conroy in another match, which means he looked at his profile to see that he was a wrestler. Ooh. Sorry, is a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. Hi, Conroy. So, yeah, biggest spot of the night, taking off his fucking... Trunks to find his trunks under death. Wait, take off his trunks? That's not what I meant to say. Only yeah. <laughs> clearly this is what you wanted on your phone. I want a card to take off his trunks. <laughs> so Jay I White. choppy choppy your peepee. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay White immediately bails out to the outside as soon as the match starts. I'm like, you fucking brilliant heel. Uh, let's run through the match, then we'll talk about Jay White, all right? So Okada slides back in and Jay's on the attack immediately, full heel. 
Uh, it's Okada's time. The Rainmaker is unbeatable. It feels like he's coming into this match. That's what they're portraying. Because we've seen Okada like this so many times before, and he's been unbeatable. It's taken Kenny Omega, like 10 one-wing angels and a million V-triggers, and Okada being in the worst state he's ever been in to be beaten. That's what they're portraying here. And obviously everything Jay does, Okada's like, fuck you, and beats him down with his moveset and starts to kind of work through this moveset. It's, it's talked about like Bret Hart on commentary. Mm. And it's like, that's the best comparison I could think of. Like, Very good. Yeah, and that he's got this moveset. Everyone knows what's coming. You can't stop it though. Yeah. And this is the story they're going back to, which is so cool, these callbacks and stuff. What do you think? I thought it was already, again, told a story. If you're not aware of any of these guys, the fact that commentary got it over perfectly, it added to the match. Yeah. Again, this commentary team, fucking brilliant. That line was so insightful. Yeah. It, just, it, it didn't have to say anything else after that. You knew exactly what it was on about and what you're about to watch. Yeah. Really clever. And like the fact that they've worked that out from watching what they're seeing as well. It's like, it's so fun, man. It made me at this stage realize how glad I was that JR wasn't booked for this. Oh, can you imagine if this was Josh Barnett and JR? I'd just be sitting there cringing, being like, you're ruining the greatest moments. I would have watched Japanese commentary. Yeah, I would have as well. Would have had to have swapped and just been like, just listen to them screaming of joy would have been enough. So Okada no-sells Gato's interference. Um, Okada does this huge dive on the outside over the guardrail onto the two of the guys on the outside. And I don't know if you caught this. This is the first time he starts cheerleading, loses his focus a little bit. He starts kind of clapping towards the audience and gets up on the guardrail and throws his fist in the air. And for me, in terms of storytelling, this is the first time Okada loses that focus and starts to kind of drift off back into Brocada a little bit, you know? Uh, match well by drop by Okada Rainmaker pose looks it's like the moment where Kevin Kelly's like did he forget how to do it and he's like and it's the cool zoom out on the camera and everything it's just fucking awesome uh, Gato and Jay pull some fuckery outside uh, but Okada ducks the chair shot from Jay as Jay bumps Gato off the hardest part of the ring I have to get yes. it in somewhere <laughs> key crusher by Jay White bringing back his old finisher perfect Tokyo Dome staff bringing back finishers used in the past Tombstone by Okada. Both guys are down for the 40,000 people in the arena going, Okada, Okada. It's just over as fuck at this point. My wife came in that state point and genuinely, wow, word of a lie, said, why are they talking about like food delivery? It's not Cardo. <laughs> oh, it's not Cardo. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so finish reversal after finish reversal spot. These guys run a spot where they're both going for the finish and there may be 20 reversals there incredible stuff how they memorize this shit i will never understand i can't say enough about this match it's what was it the 4th of january and yeah. it's going to be a match that's going to take some beating it was it had everything those counters after counter after counter after counter it was just impeccable yeah really smart fluid wrestling like you can so see good. both guys getting more exhausted as they're doing it as well kind of selling that and such uh, we get the Rainmaker reversed into the Blade Runner by Jay White after all these massive reversals for the one, two, three. And what the fuck? Okada jobs out to Jay White. Incredible. And new. I mean, no, there's no belts on the line. Sorry. Had, <laughs> had to be done, though, this way. Oh, absolutely. Had Jay, White, had Jay White lost this, it would have killed any momentum. Yeah. It's oh, Okada, man. Anyone can lose to Okada and still be okay, I think. Oh, I don't no. think so in this case. No? no? Not in this build. Had Jay White, okay. had Jay White lost this, that would have been, oh, you're the Bullet Club leader you've just lost. Yeah. Naito last year. Doesn't matter. I, I think... The most over guy in New Japan. Naito... Apart from Okada now. 
no, Naito is a completely different kettle of fish. Than, I, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just saying oh, yeah. it's Okada. You can do whatever you want with Okada, I think, at this point. <laughs> and a controversial comment, and I know you mentioned this on the Twitter machine. Careful now. I know. <laughs> this, this isn't about Okada. Jay White, you know, being leader of the Bullet Club is going to give him a chance to actually be the character he needs to be. Yeah. But at the moment, having Gado with him is what makes him as good as he has been. It's definitely helped. I think he was already there before he had Gado. Because uh, I know you didn't quite catch that period of time when he's, he started to become really, really good. And yeah. then Gado turned on Okada. Yeah, I saw the Gado turn on Okada. And yeah. Gado essentially being like, well, as I said in sort of the entrance, he's chameleoned his way and he's now, this is his guy. This is the Bullet Club lead, yeah. Gado and Bullet Club, etc. But I think that having Gado outside really aged him in this match. If Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Jay White's run in the G1 is what did it for me. Like, he was an absolute fucking cunt every step of the way and beat people he never should have beaten, being that person we knew previously when we were going to Milton Keynes and stuff, we're talking about it going, oh, I don't quite see why they made him heal. I think we see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's taken... I'm, I'm going to blow my own trumpet here a little bit. I well, said back then in Milton Keynes... You did, yeah. He's go- he's he's going to be a star. That, sh- that match, as you said, the, the, the G1 run showed everyone what you can do. I reckon... Now everyone knows what he can do, and now he knows what he can do. He knows who he is. The sky's the limit. I think adding Gato as the addition, as the manager, the voice math, the mouthpiece, whatever, is perfect. He's absolutely great for this. They fitted into Bullet Club really, really well. Mm. We've now got one solid heel faction in there, as well as Suzuki Goon, who are a heel faction, but we all kind of love. So it's difficult to hate Suzuki Goon guys, you know. Um, I think the thing with Jay White, and as we said at Milton Keynes, he needs to have character development. And the thing in the pre-match press conference where he was like, what did he say? Yeah. What's he say? I don't care what he said, sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. That's the Jay White, which I think can be like the disrespectful heel. So the fan, the Japanese fans will hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not 100% convinced. I don't deny that he's a good guy in the ring. I think Gado having a manager is the best thing for him. I'd worry if he was out by himself at the moment. I'm less so, to be honest. I think seeing what I was seeing before Gato came with him, I was so impressed that I think he would be okay. I think it's just a nice addition. It's worked out well, you know. I reckon Gato will be phasing out from that role and maybe uh, accompany him other Bullet Club members or Potentially, yeah. such like to leave Jay White on his own. Well, he, he needs to because if you think of the last few Wrestle Kingdoms and you've gone to main events, you haven't had... The I it's not I don't again not being a continual like a, a fanboy of New Japan, you don't normally get in these Wrestle Kingdom main events heel with manager against face, do you? That's so nowadays, yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. So if they're gonna go for that dynamic, it's something a little bit different to go into. But yeah, he's still got a little bit to convince me. Okay, fair enough. Um there's this amazing moment when Gato shouts down the commentary mic, Did you see no era? And I was like <laughs> brilliant love it mate absolutely adore it um so there's two things i wanted to ask you guys coming out of this match what if okada or jay white leave new japan do you know what their contracts are like at the moment because they've stopped issuing one-year contracts in there a couple of years ago after um gallows anson and aj disappeared yeah okada i don't think would go I think Jay White would be a, if he continues on the trajectories at the moment, he'll be in the Kenny Meg situation in two years' time. I was thinking exactly that. What's left for Okada? 
a job for Naito? Akada won't leave. He's yeah. been to he's been to the US soured visit to the US. He's now the big fish. God damn it, TNA. <laughs> God. He's now the big fish in a rather large pond. Is he? He just jobbed to Jay White at the big But that's show of the that's year. the thing, that's his appeal now. He's now the Tanahashi role. Exactly. Mm. If you think now at the same time, because obviously Tanahashi going going back in time, Akada's now in the edge role when Cena was at the top. He's the top guy who is important. He's he will always be over, he'll always be there. <laughs> I hate it so much. So you just killed me. So <laughs> I'd say, but in the position of the yes, car, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can he can do multiple characters, but he will be there because he will want the best for the future of New Japan. He won't. He gets the impression that he's not a selfless guy. Mm. He wants New Japan to be the best. Whereas JY, I think, would be a case of yeah. Well, I had my time in OVW. Was it OVW? Was in to start with? Oh no, Kenny was OVW <laughs> Kenny, as well. Kenny was OVW. Yeah, because he uh, uh, Switchblade was in the. Switchblades, uh, Switchblades, young boys, come yeah, straight, young from, boy straight from, through, from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think a card would stay. Whereas I think Jay White would go. A card won't. A card won't go. He's he's New Japan forever. Jay White, as you said, you can see him in in the Omega shoes. Two two and a half years. He will be there to make Naito again that top level star. Without wishing to talk football too much, I feel that we're getting to Man City, Liverpool kind of oil baron status of pro wrestling at this moment. If these big guys come in and throw this money like the Khans, then you, you might be seeing a lot of talent head that way just from the money. Well, I don't think Harold Meiji is his name, Meiji, who owns New Japan. Yeah, the CEO. I don't think he's got the funding he needs to keep these guys. But you can see that the continual conveyor belt of talent they bring through and build them slowly. So, like you said with Juice, yeah. again, partly that was his his own way of doing it. I want to work as a young boy and work my way up. They're trying to test a way of actually making stars. I mean, look yeah, at definitely. our mate Dominator. Great Khan. Great Khan. Yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> he's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, I know you're not a fan, but he's out doing the tours. Yeah. And they are going to build him to be something quite important, I think. Did you not like his Young Lions matches? You must have seen some. What, Dominators? Yeah. No. Really? No. Not a fan? Okay. Someone who uses a Mongolian chop 90% of the match does not do it for <laughs> He's me. He's Mongolian? I don't give a... Well, I'm English. I don't kick people in the balls for 90% of my time. But I bet you do a European uppercut. Uh, <laughs> only when the wife's not looking, I do it to my son. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't... It's just I, all I, Europeans do European uppercuts. Throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I just don't get Dominic. I get his character. I just don't like his move set. He needs to change it up and stop relying on fucking Mongolian. Okay, jobs. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, Okada Jay White is my favorite match of the night. Greatest match I've ever seen. Being serious this time is actually really fucking good. And I love the throwing at the end. With I, I assumed Okada was going to win the whole time, and I'm really happy Jay White won it. And we need the heel victory. So moving on, this awesome video package for the Jericho um, Tetsuya Naito match. Uh, now this was made a no disqualification match the night before because Jericho can't conference. work anymore because he's old. Oh, Sad brutal. But, Sad but true. I've, I'm sick. Fuck you guys. I'm he's one of the greatest workers out there. Yep. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but I'm just sick to death of him. Jericho? <sighs> yep. Really? You're sick of Jericho? I wouldn't I go that far. But you watch WWE still? <laughs> yeah, because he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when was Jericho lost in WWE? A couple of years. No, I, I'm aware, yeah, but like, come on. I'm not sick of Jericho, but... Jericho sticks his fucking nose in everything to try and make it about Jericho. 
Jericho signed for AEW because he thought he'd be the big name and then he wants AEW probably to be about it. Even his promotion was like, Come I, don't, on, I don't need the money. It's like, all right, prick. I don't need the money. He's a heel. He's working. No, that 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 promo was about making the entire universe great. He may be working. He's being a cunt of a rock star. That's his gimmick. No, um, I, I'm bored of his in-ring stuff. Oh, you've just been worked. You're just good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I've not been worked. And the, the fact of the matter is, as well, if you're going to be in wrestling, get in fucking shape, Jericho. Mate, he's not <laughs> in bad shape for his age. Have you been it's listening, better shape than I listening to his podcast? He does... Uh... He does DDP yoga. Yeah, so do I. And we both the same body fat. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a no DQ match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship of Chris Jericho, who's our current champion against Tatsuya Naito. Uh, Naito's music hits. I get goosebumps instantly. Crowd instantly start chanting for Naito. Uh, I'm such a big mark for this lad. Uh, what the fuck is this wolf paw mask thing he got from like the shop down the road and painted a bit? Like, I He's love... a fan of the space balls from 40k. Uh, like, <laughs> I love Lij's gear, but this this mask was shit. It was proper second rate, wasn't it, compared to what we've seen? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you've seen throughout the evening, it's like, <laughs> oh, you've oh, you guys got to the toy box first. What have I got left with? I've got this Lego head. I've got this Kashida head, which I think some kids <laughs> used. <laughs> like, I think he knows it as well because once he walks out, there's like three steps before he's ripped off the mask and thrown it down and he's just carrying on as himself. Jericho holds up the IC strap as he enters the ring. Naito attacks him from behind and we are off. Focus Naito against aggro heel Jericho. Really cool story going into this. Yeah, best led story going into this whole card, I think. Best build, best animosity. Uh, yeah, storytelling into this was great. And again, as much as I'm sick of Jericho in ring. Oh, but it's so great. He's so great, but I'm sick of him. It's so great. No, the, sto- <laughs> the story was great. Had you filled another wrestler into that place, it would have been great still. But would another wrestler have done all this? Yes. You uh, think they're not Jericho's ideas? I don't think they're all Jericho's ideas. I bet I they fucking were. <laughs> I've got a feeling Jericho had fucking huge input into this match DDT by Jericho on the commentary table and it doesn't fucking break <laughs> Naito's head just goes bang spike DDT Mandrews Man- and Eddie Dennis basically sent their tables <laughs> from <Wembley. laughs> suck on this wankers <laughs> huge sell by the English commentary team here like Kevin Kelly's literally mouth open arms out going tons of chairs in the ring <laughs> Jericho basically is just lobbing chairs in the ring ECW, ECW style. style really really fun little moment uh, code breaker by Naito Desti Jericho shoves red shoes low blows Naito no need to shove the ref it's a DQ match what are you talking about <laughs> it's a no DQ match <laughs> this is the point I wanted to make like he shoves the ref out of the way to low blow him and like it's no DQ dickhead I've got the same thing here yeah, you don't need to do that <laughs> So disrespectful, it goes beyond disqualification. <laughs> just like, fuck you, Red Shoes. <laughs> Jericho grabs the Intercontinental strapped, uses a weapon. Naito throws Jericho into the exposed turnbuckle, which he exposed right at the beginning of the match. Really cool little setup. Uh, Destino by Naito gets two. I wish people would stop kicking out of the Destino. Go on. I go- <laughs> no, go ahead, because I've already buried him enough on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's a beautiful looking move. Yeah, it's an impactful move. Why are people kicking out? Go for it. Flash Morgan West. That's a good one, doesn't he? 
fucking doesn't. Naito <laughs> <laughs> eyes up the Intercontinental Bell, does his whole opening his eye, looking at the strap. We know the history he has with that belt and everything. Really cool moment where like he's damaged the strap to the point where he always wanted the other belt. He wants the big IWGP. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. So Naito beats the crap out of the IC belt every opportunity he's had in the past. He picks it up, hits Jericho over the head with it, chucks the strap in the air over his shoulder, doesn't give a fuck about it. Big Destino again for the one, two, three, and new champion Tetsuya Naito. Uh, both guys sell it like death after the match. Jericho slaps a young boy on the way to the back, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Red Shoe raises Naito's hand, and Naito rakes his eyes and fucks <laughs> up the referee, which makes me piss myself with laughter because he's going back to his kind of heel kind of dynamic. He leaves the Intercontinental strap behind in the ring and forces Red Shoe's son, Shooter Omenu, to go get the strap for him. And as Shooter gives him the belt, he spits in his face and runs off. And you're like, oh, I love you, Naito. <laughs> Naito is the best, man. Fucking hell. Naito Okada, Wrestle Kingdom 14. Main of my marquee match. The history's there. It's a marquee match, yeah. Main event. I can't see it. But That'll be Jericho J. White. <laughs> but you never know. But uh, you've yeah. got to have a Japanese wrestler in the main event. <laughs> yeah, Jay White. <laughs> no, Jericho. Why the fuck not? What do we think of this match and their runs and the build? And Naito's good, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is very good. If, in fairness, the story the storytelling this was good. My my beef with Jericho is the fact it's just his fingerprints all over so many things because he thinks it's all about him. The match itself was good. The build was good. As you said, there will be a lot of Jericho fingerprint all over this because he does know what he's doing. I just wish he'd fuck off. Fair enough. Um, the match was great. Uh, this this story's what nearly nearly a year, isn't it? In, in the it was Dominion oh, when they lost the hell. belt, wasn't was it? it? Dominion was it? Dominion? Oh, it was Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was June July time? But still, but that was but it was before that because it was straight after Wrestle Kingdom last yeah, year. New Year's Dash year wasn't it? New Year's Dash. Oh yeah, it was. It was because we never expected Jericho to be there. No. So a year in the making, um, the match was great. Another one of Jericho's great ideas. (laughs) Jericho can suck my hairy, salty balls. (laughs) Do you think this match was better than the match up at Dominion? Yes, I do. Yeah, I thought so. Had the the ending I wanted. (laughs) That made the ending I wanted. (laughs) Just with his iron up the belt at the end and the history and everything. Like I'm not sure it's better than the evil match from uh, October November. Mm. I reckon that that's better than this one. But still, effing great match. It's good work for an old boy. Well, was he 48? I'll take is he that. that old now? Yeah, I think he is. I'm sure I see he's 48. <laughs> you want him to be ripped like Taiji Shibori. <laughs> he's like, come on, dude. He's old and fat. Like, let it work. <laughs> like, he's an old and fat rock star. He'd be great for AEW, man, just as the veteran. As long as he doesn't push himself to the top. Well, this is, this is the concern. And they were saying that his contract's slightly different, that he can still work for New Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't side Jericho down, I don't think, at this point. So I hope they have him, New Japan have him for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> With Jericho, it's probably as much as a handshake. I really him, hope you know. they've signed Goldberg and they can go Goldberg Jericho oh, again. Fuck's sake. <laughs> does have a fucking lovely cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd definitely go on it. Um, on our world tour, I be, well, it depends what sort of level it was. You know, what the, what the all-inclusive. Like wrestling fans for like a week, a week or whatever. I like. couldn't do it. That was four, four days, wasn't it, that cruise? Yeah, Man, we do Royal bad. Caribbean and watch it like on stream. <laughs> <laughs> different boat, different part of the world. Ooh, that's quite a good idea. Yeah. Love my cruise I was on. But anyway. Never done a cruise. You ever done a cruise? Never done a cruise. Oh, because you're not a middle-class cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the open of the podcast. <laughs> Just joke. It's funny because it's true. No, no, I thought about doing it a few times, you know, but whatever. 
It's all chunky. Oh, shit. Wow. <sighs> so, There's uh, a t-shirt to be made. <laughs> Picture of a boat. Oh. So Kenny's last line in this opening package is uh, talking to Tanahashi. Only job you have here, jobber in the Battle Royal. Oh, deep cuts. Deep, deep cuts on the way out. And I think he's taken some of the stuff that Tanner said in these kind of press conferences personally. Well, yeah, because essentially he's calling him out. He's saying, you're abandoning us. We've given you everything. We've given you this platform. And now you've got a big money offer. You're buggering off. Without saying it, he gets as close as he possibly can to. And now we all know what's happening. Like, well, we kind of know what's happening, at least. We know he's leaving. It all makes a lot more sense. Like, I don't know. I wish they'd almost announced the AEW stuff before this. So that we could know that, but they they could something they couldn't almost. they couldn't of course you couldn't yeah. yeah yeah but and also it would have killed well, all of New Japan stories yeah. Kenny's leaving wasn't yeah yeah but it would have killed all of New Japan stories in Wrestle Kingdom because they knew I mean it's obvious we went for the card we'll see what happens in this main event but so far everyone's dropped their belts I wonder if the everyone losing the belts are set up so that Omega retains let's find out <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny Omega is our champion versus Hiroshi Tanahashi oh go ace do 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 I'm obsessed with this music. I love it so much. Like, I know everyone loves the old Tanahashi music. I do as well. But it's so cheesy and it suits him and it's the old air guitar bullshit, you know? I don't know. I like it. I like shouting Go Ace every now and again. My favorite thing about Tanahashi over the last year is that, you know, he gets to the chorus and goes, down, da, down, da, down, da, down, go Ace, do, 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 do. There's only two of them. Yeah. Tana always does three. three. <laughs> he always misses the last one of this. He always goes, go Ace. It doesn't happen on the music. And it's like, oh, I love you so much. Kenny's music drops out on his entrance. And we get this epic 8-bit game video kind of presentation. And this awesome cheesy video game music as well. Do either of you get the reference? There was... A reference in the music somewhere here that someone's talking about on Twitter, but I didn't have time to. I don't know. Up. All I know is that he's a big gaming fan, and yeah. he'll probably tag somewhere with Xavier Woods on YouTube. I yeah. the, the, we don't want thing together. Yeah. The graphics was from something called Undertale, which I have no idea what it is. Okay, but I did read that, and I think the music's from a Final Fantasy game because he came out dressed as a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, the whole one wing angel thing yeah. that Kenny does is from Final Fantasy. Yeah. I know that much, at least. So This is all lost on me. <laughs> There's going to be some awesome wrestling nerds out there that are going to know all this and be like, you fucking idiots, never listen to this again because you don't know it. But like, yeah, we'll never play Final Fantasy. That's all right, wrestling fans. I can tell you all about different types of caviar. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Don't do yourself any favours like relating to the working class. <laughs> Have you not said who listens to our podcast? It's like, high, it's the elite. <laughs> Is it? You know that advert for elite singles? It's those wrestling oh, fans who Jesus. can't get people, but they've got over 50 grand a year salary. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, our sponsors, EliteSingles.co.uk. <laughs> uh, slow, tense build, knuckle locks, frustration from both guys. Commentary to a great job of putting over the heat between the two. And the stylistic kind of like tensions, I guess we can call it. So uh, Omega slams Tanner onto the edge of the Japanese commentary table. It looks absolutely brutal. Uh, rise of the Terminator dive to the entrance ramp where is your murder clown when you need him Tanner barely <laughs> catches him got it in at least one yes. Tanner barely catches him almost drops him on his head on the edge of this little entrance ramp thing we're talking about nasty again flashbacks to Rick Rude and the back injury and stuff I, I seriously panicked for a second I thought he was fucking dead but thankfully he's okay so Tanahashi hits a Styles Clash which is a strong message to Omega because Omega's the one that put out Kenny um, to AJ Styles yep. when the Bullet Club and everything. I thought it was a really cool moment. 
Yeah. It's good. It's good history. History. It's good history telling. Yep. Mm. Indeed. It was nice to see that. As you said, it's a little little blast from the past. That was three years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess it was now. Two, yeah. two, what mean, three, thirteen. Whatever. Because yeah. really. as we said before, wrestling fans are not stupid. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, most of them. <laughs> Tanner up top hits the high fly, but oh, Kenny gets his knees up at the very last second, digs them straight into his ribs, like oh, that must have fucking hurt. So Tanner sets up Kenny on the table. High fly flow from the top of the ropes to the outside, but Kenny moves, so Tanner crashes through the table. Big spot of the night. And Chris Charlton has a great call here, the other guy in commentary. Um, he says Chekhov's gun is smoking. So he's talking about how Kenny uses the table, how Tanner was talking about Kenny using tables, now his style isn't classy and all this sort of thing. Tanner goes for that one big spot and fucks it up and crashes out on it. Yep. Great telling. Like people complain that Japanese wrestling doesn't have storytelling. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Because this is beyond anything WWE have done in years. And in fairness, every match throughout this card had storytelling start to finish. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just convinced by the whole thing. Um, Omega power bombs the shit out of Tanner a bunch of times. Gets a very close two four, which is in anywhere else in the world is a clear three. But in Japan, you know, we spent Main ages event. doing that last four. Yeah. <laughs> Like how El Helbner used to count like the last pinfall of like you know the biggest WrestleMania match, he would always count it ridiculously slowly, just to make sure that everyone kind of counts along and ah uh, little things like that. I need more of in pro wrestling. Kenny chokes Tanner, going full black hat heel at this point because he's getting frustrated that he can't put him away. Sling blade by Omega, high fly flow by Omega, and Tanner kicks out at one. They're like oh. absolutely great spot i needed a, a moment to pop me in this match and that was it for me i like, don't i don't do hogan spots that much but man that was amazingly good yeah tanner kicking out of his two finishes at one yeah. when omega's doing them you're like you can't work my style you know it's again it's this story it's really clever many many v triggers by omega that move is uh, he's, uh, yeah oversaturated yeah. oversaturated yeah yeah that used to be really over with me now he doesn't i'm like it's an right get cool Followed by, yeah, this isn't going to finish anyone. We're going to see about 12 of these. Yeah, yeah. another one. And 20 a match. One. Yeah. Boring. Goes for the one-wing angel, reversed into an inverted Rana by Tanner. How the fuck do you do that? But that was pretty impressive. Tanner struggles to hop over the top rope, but still hits the aces high, the standing high fly flow when the guy's standing. Hops back over the rope this time. No struggle this time. High fly flow by Tanner. Gets a one, two, and Kenny kicks out. Tanner back up again, but V triggers by Omega. Top rope dragon suplex by Kenny. Holy fucking shit. I thought he was going to die. Thank God Tanner over-rotated yeah. and f- flat-bumped. Because this could have been... Awful. Scary. Could have been awful. Old man taking a dragon fucking suplex off the top rope. Like, yeah, yeah no thank you. Guess what happens next? V-trigger. 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 It's like playing those cunts that spam them in the games. You know? <laughs> <laughs> spam the special moves. Again, getting those moves while he's allowed to use them. <laughs> yeah, true. One wing. No. Tanner counters again. Sling blade by Tanner. Hops over the top rope. Up top. High fly flow hits clean for the one, two, three. And your winner and new 67th IWGP heavyweight champion, Hiroshi Tanahashi. His eighth championship run. Oh, wow. Good. Not better than I expected, to be honest. I, I, I was invested so much in that match. And I didn't think I would be. Okay. I came for Ibushi and, and Osprey. Yeah. And I walked away f- f- talk, thinking, talking about that match. 
Just under 40 minutes, and it didn't seem like it was 40 minutes, did it? Yeah. Felt like 15, 20. Yeah. Comfortably. I didn't realize. As soon as you said that, I was like, whoa, 40 minutes? Yeah, 38 minutes and change. Wow. But I think as well, if you think about that, you know, we had um, Jericho Naito was 14 minutes, 18 seconds. Really? That short? Yeah. 14, 18. So I the fact you've got almost three times the amount, but they both seemed, when watching them, the same length. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, perfect. Um, both guys down selling the shit out of this match after it. Chris Charlton explains that Tanner's the first person ever to, to turn the G1 briefcase into a title win at a main event at Wrestle Kingdom, which I thought was a really cool moment. Again, Chris Charlton doing an amazing job on commentary. Doesn't speak when he doesn't need to. Gets the information when he needs to. Is more willing to do a bit of color here and there as well. I was quite impressed with the boy. It's nothing to do with him that he's my friend on Twitter. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, we're well, a wrestling fan. Hi, Conan. Man. How you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's emotional speech, thanking the fans. Tanner thanks Shibata as well, which I thought was pretty cool for the inspiration to get back up there to this high level. Uh, Tanner does the air guitar stuff after saying that he hasn't got the energy to do it. It's super cheesy, but, you know, go ace. Yay! Tanner poses, walks up the ramp with Pyro. Where was Jay White to ruin all this? <laughs> Because that's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> Can't take that fairy tale moment, though, can you, from an old man? I think I thought that's what this is all about. I thought it was to set up like good guy Tanner against you know this cunt we've got called Jay White. I I I was waiting for the run in or something. Yeah, but it's it's Wrestle Kingdom. You don't get that at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, not at the, end of the main event. Yeah. So it it will happen. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> now we know that. I, I and when I was doing my picks, I picked Kenny to win this because I didn't think he'd be leaving. I just couldn't see it happening, but it seems like it's happening now. I've always been, you know, as I keep on saying in previous pods, like, wait till the 4th of January, wait till the 4th of January, because yeah. they're all going to go. I originally expected him to go with Bucks and Cody. I genuinely do think he's going to go to WWE. Wow. I know everyone's thinking he's going to What's your reasoning behind this? You've said it a few times now, and I don't understand it. Why would he want to go to this big, um, yeah. over-bloated roster where he's going to get, like, ignored? He's 35, the money. money they're going to offer him. and the You think they're going to offer him more than the Khans will? Yes. I reckon they shocked. will. I reckon they will because they really, really want him. They want him. They need a star. And he has, if he can go up to Vince McMahon and Triple H and basically say, oh, really? I'll take a year to bed in. Then you're going to fuck off and do the XFL. Right. Okay. Well, here's the people I want to work with. And can you imagine the people who want to work with him? AJ I want to work with him. Dragon will want to work with him. Rollins will want to work with him. And already if you're thinking, that's three feuds, that's one year done. Because they won't half-arse it. Great. Yeah. And yeah, AEW's a good idea. AEW is going to be fantastic. And I said to you on you both on group message last night, I've not been this excited about pro wrestling. Considering in the last pod of last year, I basically put the sort of Damocles over wrestling and said it's got a five-year shelf life. We're on D minus five years. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited mm. about wrestling. Specifically I'm, WWE. Wrestling's going to yeah. be fine. It's not going I'm to be excited about AEW, but I think, as I said, long-term, AEW need Omega to go elsewhere. And also, from his standpoint, if, let's say, he signs a one-year deal with AEW to see how it goes, and it doesn't take off, are WWE going to offer him the package they're offering him now? Because, again, I know it's all internet rumour. The fact is, they don't have a top star. They don't have a big draw. And that's not saying that Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda are not doing a cracking job because they're knocking it out of the park. But for Vince McMahon to be in the position to now have to turn around and go, this is our only chance for a decent main event. We don't have options. If you've got Kenny versus Dragon, Kenny versus AJ, 
Kenny versus Balor, you know you're going to get a good match that people are going to want to see and Kenny can transition over to the casual fans. I think it's about the money and I think he'll stay there for two years, then he'll go to AEW and be the big switch. To me, everything you're saying applies to AEW as well and they're more desperate for a star. I don't think so. I don't think they'd start with Jericho and Cody and (laughs) the Bucks. The The thing is though, we're all saying about Tony Khan's money and that's great, but to start with, if you don't have a TV deal and you're going to start paying these guys big money straight away for no return, yeah, you're going to do double or nothing. 17,000, I think it will sell out. Yeah, because people be get bored of it. Yeah. I don't think he'll sign a long-term deal with WWE. I think he'll sign for two years and he'll go to AW after that once it's all established. I just don't get the logic. I don't see why he'd do that this late in his career. I think he's made enough money from New Japan if, he doesn't need to. If Kenny's got the insurances from Uncle Vince and from Triple H that he can get well, exactly what you just said there with those feuds or guarantees of you know being on top at least, I reckon he'll go. If he doesn't get them, I don't know what he's going to do. Hmm. I'd be very surprised if he didn't have WWE. I think going to AEW is a risky option. I don't think it's going to fall on its ass. I think it's going to be at least moderately successful. I want it to be the mo- the best thing ever. I want it to be network TV deal. I want to have streaming services. I want it to have content. But again, the Khans are running a business. They want big stars. But if they want big stars, to put it out there, why? who would you consider at the moment would be a bigger marquee name? Would they throw that money at Kenny Omega or they throw that money at CM Punk? Oh, God, no. I think CM Punk's done. I don't think he wants anything to do with the wrestling at all. No, but he's now luring, he's now wavering on his... I'm never going to wrestle. explain my logic between why I think Kenny's going to go to AEW, right? Um, firstly, on... Uh, the BT stuff. They're still involving Kenny and that storyline and stuff. And I don't know why they'd be doing that for another company. If Kenny goes to All Elite, he's the biggest fish in a very small pond at this point, right? If it goes really well and he makes a fuckload of money, he's the top star. He's the guy that made it happen. He goes down in history as one of the greatest guys ever, right? One of the most influential guys ever. If it all crashes and burns, it goes to WWE. I'll switch it to the other side of things, though. As, as a man who likes wrestling, he's worked with all these guys before. Yeah. He's never worked with... And he got shot on hard by WWE. What, in OVW where everyone got shot on hard because Cornette was running it? Uh, he's talked more than just that on a few shoots. But yeah, he's not a fan. Yeah, well, I said... And he's had this opportunity to go last year and he didn't. He wasn't the biggest, as big a star as he is now, though. I think he's a bigger star now. After that main event with Okada, you don't think he was a bigger star than he is now? I think the losing to... Because I think that brought event. eyes to him and then his involvement with being the elite and the rest of those boys has raised his profile more so in 12 months. I think for from mm. you as a wrestling fan, yeah, he's at the top of his game. I think Okada Omega last year brought casual fans to know who Kenny Omega was because yeah. you've seen him. They're doing an HBO documentary on him. You know, I know... The only thing which could go for really? yeah, but the only other thing which could go towards your thought that it'll go to AEW, HBO were filming the rally. Right. So if HBO were filming the rally and HBO are filming Kenny Omega, okay, I see what you're saying. Potentially, yeah. there's there. I'd like him to go to AEW because I like the fact that all these big stars could sit there and say, "I don't need WWE." But it's think about the. <laughs> The money, he doesn't necessarily need it, but he's going to get paid a fuckload. But, but the thing is, so freedom, do, do, does his he mates are running money? it. Does he not need the money? Because I'm not being funny, all the top topic stuff was the bucks. I don't think Kenny's merch money was on level of Bullet Club money. 
I think New Japan would have paid him, but if New Japan, if it was about money, if it wasn't about money, he'd stay with New Japan. Or he'd find a way to work with both. I think he's made a fair bit, <laughs> to be fair. I don't think he's making Roman Don't you own a Kenny Omega t-shirt? I like Kenny Omega. Yeah, and I, yeah. think, I think he's... Yeah, but that came from my WrestleCrates. So I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I think from a business standpoint, WWE can afford him. It's guaranteed money. I don't think they can. But... <laughs> Of course I can. I've got a billion dollar deal coming in. <clears throat> I know that, and again, mm. the cons have to run. I'd be worried if I was WWE right now. I'd be worried in five years' time. Um, go, right, going back to your, your new best friend, Chris Jericho, he always, always, always talks about how every wrestler in the entire world wants to work for WWE. Yes, Kenny was in OVW, a branch of WWE. <sighs> It'll either go two ways. It'll either burn his ass and he don't want to touch it, or it will go back and say, I, I, you let me go. I walked because you didn't see this in me. Now I'm back and I'm going to prove all you wrong. I, uh, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is a Tricky, good thing. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. And he probably this is has... why it's so exciting. Yeah. Right yeah. I think that if he goes to WWE from a professional standpoint, unless he's got guarantees, it'd be a mistake. Mm. But I genuinely think financially this could set him up forever. As a man who's quite OCD when it comes to like you know things of certainty and stuff, this is driving me insane right now. <laughs> how pro wrestling <laughs> is. We've got WWE are flying right now. They've got all these extra shows. They've got all this fucking money coming in. They're having a few issues here and there, but generally they're fine, right? They need some stars. Let's let's face facts. Right? A, f- a few issues. Raw drawing the two lowest ratings in its history. Yeah, but we've talked about this as well. It's mm. not just because the show is not great. It's because people don't watch TV very much. Exactly. TV's dead. So then they need to do... Yeah. And WWE, as we've spoken about, and I've done some research into this, WWE do get money for all their YouTube stuff already. Good, good. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. So yeah. they make more money out of YouTube. As I said, they've got 1.7 million people watching Raw, but they've got 2 million people watching Jinder Mahal have his pants pulled down. Right, okay. So if you've got 2 million people watching a video, the advertising money of that plus what they've got, WWE are, just because the rating is the two lowest over Christmas, notoriously the two worst periods. And again, going from Survivor Series to end of the calendar year is always dull because writers are on cruise control till we get to the Rumble. And that's when they hopefully bring people back in. They need stars. And it would be foolish for them to not try and bid and get Kenny Omega and give him what he wants because he's the closest thing to a mainstream star they've never had. When was the last time you bought a bit of WWE merch? Oh, it's been a while. When was the last time you bought a bit of indie merch? A couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, because obviously our tastes have evolved. More, yeah. you, see, you see the, the people who are at the AEW rally. Yeah. It's grown-up wrestling fans who yeah. have grown tired of the product which is aimed at children, which it was back in the 80s. So it's gone full circle. They're, they're now aiming their product at the kids and hope it will keep with them till Vince goes and then they have another attitude error for the next generation. Yeah. What we've got now and what we want is good in-ring wrestling, good psychology, good storytelling with people who we've grown fond of because we think they've been given a raw deal by WWE. Hmm. We invest more in people. I mean, oh, Well, that's not why I'm fond, fond of them. But No, but I, for example, like Adam Cole, I knew nothing about him until I listened to him on the Colt Cabana podcast. And at that stage, I was like, he seems like a really nice guy and keep following his career from things like that. Right. I think people, uh, and I like to see nice people succeed. Like we've both said before, and I think you probably the same discussion with you, Daniel Bryan retiring, never met the guy, but because through the indie shows, heartbroken for a bloke I've never met. 
I met him once. Yeah, exactly. You know, you remember my yeah. story? Well, that's why we're there. Yeah, well, I embarrassed myself by being like, you're going to like get that strap back. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice to meet you, Mr. Dragon. Goodbye. <laughs> I've never talked to a pro wrestler again in my life. That's not what he was. But it seems like we're <laughs> invested more in the people yeah. and the storytelling and the behind the scenes stuff rather yeah. than the large and life characters. That's why Roman Reigns was so over while he was wrestling, because he's the superhero. To us, he's a guy who's decent in the ring, but we hate him because Vince McMahon has basically said, here's a guy you guys must like. And that's why we looked elsewhere for other products. Look in it with your adult eyes. Yeah. Go back and watch Ooh, Hogan. My adult eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch Hogan in his prime. On oh, that Gorka no video. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's trash. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then, I was never a fan of Hulk Hogan, though. But yeah, nor was I. I was a, I was a warrior fan, so even yeah, I, yeah, I knew my too. shit back then. But... <laughs> Thank you. But um Well Queering doesn't make the world go round. <laughs> go on. But that's that's what Reigns is to the kids. He's there. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. So yeah. that's and we see uh a, you know a mediocre Why do fifty percent of them boo him when he's at the live show? That's because it's the adults who have taken it's the adult fans no, who still won't let go. Not. It There's is. kids at Rings. I pay attention. There's kids that don't like him as well. Hang on, wait, you watch the product? Occasionally, <laughs> once in a while, when I Dragon t- wins the belt, I watch SmackDown. <laughs> I took I took my son to a house show um, at Wembley. No, it wasn't. It was the O2 a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he hates Roman Reigns. Thank you very much, Mark. He lo- <laughs> he, I said to him, "You cheer who you want." Basically, the Jim Small Smallman bitch. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You cheer, yeah. boo, do whatever you want. Ignore I, the other ad- ad- dickheads. Yeah, yeah. So he was cheering and booing everyone. The main event. Uh, Reigns comes out, and he he literally got up to get off his seat to to scream and yeah, go on. And he got drowned out and he sat down. I've never seen a little kid look so <laughs> heartbroken. <laughs> and I've had to explain to him, don't ignore them. It's like 17,000 others. Ignore them and just shout your bloody heart out. Go for it. Let's go for our classic World of Wrestling podcast. Cornflake rating going around the table. Starting with you, Rich. Out of five cornflakes, how would you rate the show? Tanahashi and Kenny Omega was my favourite match of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Had to throw it in there because I missed it. Uh, five stars, five stars, five stars. I can't doubt it in any way, shape, or form. Five stars in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. <laughs> uh, Can we go I'll... six cornflakes? And uh, not quite, because it didn't have that big main event I wanted. Mm. But I'll, t- I'll take it a good five, solid five. I'm going to go four. What's wrong with you? Just because, <laughs> as, as an event as a whole, there are a couple of matches that didn't quite reach the expectations and levels of other matches. So I will go four and best uh, best event of the year. Yep. It's four days in. I know. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to go with four cornflakes for me. Uh, Very good wrestling, bell to bell. Good storytelling throughout. Uh, Loads of cornflake because Jericho was there. (laughs) Yeah, really enjoyed it. Cool. Awesome. Right. So we're going to quickly finish with the games. This has been a very long podcast. So we're going to play a new game today called Who the Fuck Is That? So at the end of the Super Quiz Cup, you guys were on opposite teams and you got incredibly close to knocking off our champions. The close personal friends, okay? You literally got within one point of knocking them off. I know. I'm still having nightmares about it. And there was some sort of bullshit that happened where suddenly we decided (laughs) that these two idiots sitting at the other end of the table (laughs) were going to do random questions to decide who wins this amazing quiz that I spent months setting up. So (laughs) we spent months setting up, I should say. (laughs) So I'll think of a professional wrestler and one at a time you will ask questions to try and work out who this professional wrestler is, Okay. You can take as many guesses as to who this wrestler is, but once you've taken a guess, you can't ask a question. All right? So you ask a question, you ask a question. If you take a guess, you then can't ask a question. You get to ask a question or a guess. Get it? Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm thinking... Oh, very quick. Does that mean I can't ask a question and then a guess? Exactly. So if you take... No, no, no. Because if you ask a question, it's then it's his turn. Yeah, but then if I ask a question that gives it away... 
Yeah, exactly. Do you see what I mean? So you have to take the risk whether you oh. ask the question yeah. or whether you assume the answer. When you say this quick game for every single professional wrestler. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We're going, we're going WWE for this one, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. This shouldn't be that difficult. All right? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. As you're the guest, we will let you start. Mr. Mark Blake. Uh, are you male? I am indeed. Do you want me to ask about the wrestler now? <laughs> <laughs> the wrestler is male, yes. Have you held one of the top belts in the promotion, as in WWE or Universal title? I'm going to have to quickly check this, because I don't really watch WWE. Is it the Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no, even though I don't really know. But no, he has not been held one of the major belts. So no. <sighs> no, right. Um, have they main evented a WrestleMania? No. I don't think so, no. Are they currently active on today's roster? Yes. Will they be featured on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view in a couple of weeks? You'd expect so, yep. Is it Drew McIntyre? No. Uh, do they have a tag team partner of some description? Not currently. Do they have blonde hair? No. Is it Finn Balor? No. Are they over six foot tall? They are. <laughs> um, um, is it Braun Strowman? Oh, we have a winner. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a lie because he won the big green belt at the uh, World's Great. <laughs> that's why I was just like, oh, let me just double check. I don't think I can get away with that. But there you go. That's a quick game for the end of the pod. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Didn't win a Super Quiz Cup, though, did you? Nah. <laughs> I, I, had a, uh, I had a very mute partner that day. Mate, my favorite moment is when you go, you're a loser. And you go, we're a gracious loser. And Silas goes, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> perfect so gracious <laughs> alright thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast let's go around the table and do our socials Smart Mark Blake uh, you'll find me on Twitter at smart underscore mark underscore b uh, I write for the Pro Wrestling Post and they can be found at prowrestlingpost.com yeah check out we've been retweeting a few of them at least I have retweeted a few of those as well so yeah check out the articles really much cool really man appreciate it. Cheers, no worries. I am at the Tex Williams on uh, Twitter and Instagram you can also hear me every week on the SCPW YouTube channel on their weekly TV show SCPW Snapshot Snapshot yeah really really good just uh, go chuck on YouTube Twitter and SCPW you'll find them it's really really good uh, mine is Rich Be Thy Name on Instagram and Twitter you can check out worldofwrestlingpodcast.com World of Rest Pod on Twitter. That's W R E S. We also have a Facebook if you like that sort of thing that less and less people seem to, but it's all good. Uh, we don't have an Instagram because then um, what are we going to put on there? Photos of our microphones, like for fuck's sake. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. This great uh, Rest Kingdom was fucking amazing. Next week, we are going to be covering the first ever TNA weekly pay per view. Are we? Yes, we oh, are. Oh, for fuck's sake. Great. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Come one. on, Toby Keith. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, about an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Didn't I recommend this one? You did. Oh, fuck, I did. <laughs> What's wrong with me? At least yep. it's only 90 minutes. All aboard. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Check it out. Uh, something, something. Dark side. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs>